Anna, uh, we're going to try this get, again. So I get, I, I start to crawl out of my skin. What do you mean? It's so much easier to actually like to interview other people as opposed to talk about myself. Uh, you're talking about your book right now because yes, your book is right. coming out. Yes, yes. My book is coming out October 24th. And you have a book tour. I'm really excited, but I'm also terrified. I would love for my dear listeners to, um, to come by and meet me. So I'll tell you where you're going to be. You're going to be in Jersey City. You're going to be in Austin. Uh, but that's sold out. But you can still get tickets to the screening next door because you're showing the house bunny there. And they're going to live stream that, I believe. Um, Seattle, you're going to be there as well. And UW students get VIP seating. So that's exciting. You're a, you're a husky. Uh, I'm a husky. And you're, and you're also a Trojan. And, and truly, though, the message that I really want to convey, though, Sim, is that I'm really honored that anybody would show up at all. And, it's such a great book. And dear listeners, thank you guys so much for, uh, if you've already purchased tickets or if you haven't yet, if you're so inclined, um, I'd be thrilled to meet you. Well, unqualified.com slash book tour has all that information. Uh, final spot is Los Angeles where you'll be signing copies, I believe November 6th uh, at the Barnes and Nobles at the Grove. So if you're in LA. And my gonna... signature is horrible. I like your signature. But that's, the, yeah, fuck you. I you do. do not... I have a terrible signature. No, you don't. My I, mom. Seen mine? I copied mine after Jose Canseco. Dude, of course. Ugh. My mom is always like, why do you, why is your handwriting like a third grader? I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we're going to get to Mel Rodriguez. Mel's been a friend of yours for a while, right? You guys did. Um, we did Overboard, Overboard together, together. He's and just he's, a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, yes, he's in um, The Last Man on Earth, and he's just so fucking so great. So we're going to get to him in a second. We're also a little bonus treat for you guys. Um, as you know, Anna and I teach a class at USC. We're going to play some footage from that or some audio from the Paul yeah. Shearer discussion. So if you feel like listening to us talk about podcasting, you don't have to. You can turn it off after after uh, Mel Rodriguez, but you know, I'm, cause I'm sure right now they're looking at the time code and seeing this monster numbers. Like I'm not going to fucking listen to honest him for two hours or whatever it is right now, but they don't have to right after, they after can, Mel, they can turn it off. I've, yeah. You don't want them to, you want them to hear the pulse. If anybody's so we inclined. Love all right. All right. Well, I just don't want to force our listeners to listen if they don't have to. And listen, I agree. Everyone should have a choice. the last time I saw you I was jumping off a boat that you were pretending to drive yeah that was really tough too because um it doesn't look that tough it was a little dingy I was picking you up in but left is right and right is left I mean it's just such a mind fuck um boats are mind fucks yeah um but yeah to steer you made I guess, it look easy did I really well thank you <laughs> I think that's what we're supposed to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you for playing that part. Um, but um, yeah, we were on the water for a long time, weren't we? Yeah. Um, Can you explain to our listeners yeah, what's so going do, on? Do, yeah. So, hey, listeners, um, tonight's guest is Mel Rodriguez, who is a su- he's such a fucking great guy. And we met um, on the set of Overboard which yeah. uh, is a movie that we did over the summer. And uh, you'll also know him from Last Man on Earth. And you're so fucking funny. And I felt Thanks, like we were kindred spirits. Like I did too. Right off, off the, the bat. bat. I looked at you and I was like, this is a familiar soul. I really like 
Because whenever you come on something, you know, there's all that, we've talked about this, our nerves and anxiety disorders and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm not like blowing up your, pulling any files here. Or Fuck no, no, okay, no. Okay, good. Um, but, you know, it's just, you don't know anybody, you're in a different like town and... And I swear, the second I just saw you and your smile and your eyes, I was like, okay, this is like a kindred spirit. Thanks. And it's all going to be okay. You know, I was told by, um, by Chris, actually, which I think is brilliant advice, that there's somebody that you should, like every job you do, there's somebody that you should learn from. Yeah. And I felt like that with you on that what? job. Yes, because you made every line like you had such an ease of presence and a joy and you were fucking cracking me up with every single thing that you said even if it wasn't a joke line necessarily because you brought so much joy and interest to it oh anna and I, that sincerely means so much oh my god it was like you, you uh, you're gonna make me like blush and cry i was so <laughs> bummed when you rapped I was like, Mel's gone, Mel's, where's, uh, where's my buddy? Um, anyway. You had the best driver, though. Oh, yeah, Jason. Was, was oh, Jason, Jason. Dude, shout out to Jason, man. Right? We would fucking blast You guys would, like, roll DMX. into neighborhoods it was hard as fuck. Amazing. And- <laughs> I love it that you, and, yeah, I and remember. Like, they were not neighborhoods that, like, you should no. really roll into hard. <laughs> and I remember one time you rode with us, and you were like, Oh, this is the fun car. <laughs> this is the fun car. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is well, the fun car. Because I had a driver, and I won't name his name, but, you know, he was a sweet guy, but he was, like, really selling me on all these, like, uh, just conspiracy theories and stuff. Oh, and I'm kind of a cons- I, I believe in some conspiracies, but... Like what? There was, well, like, this thing that he was wanted me to check out and, like... And, and like, here, here's my phone. It's an hour long documentary. Watch it now. And you know, I'm like, I'm so nice. I'm like, oh, sure. And I'll look at it. But it was this like, um, harp or something. Have you ever heard of that? It's like this, how the government is somehow controlling our weather. And I mean, it was really like pretty radical shit. And, um, I mean, it could be, you know what I mean? But like, I was trying to focus on other things and <laughs> <laughs> like driving a boat. Yeah, right. <laughs> like remembering what's left and what's fucking right. So, yeah. Um, no, but I just, I'm so happy you're here. Oh, uh, Anna, you. it's so good to be here. I just like, and it's like an excuse for us to hang out, which is really cool. Yeah. I love your podcast so much. Thanks. So yeah, when you when you um when you were like, I I, I want you to do the podcast. Of course, that made me nervous because everything everything makes me nervous. You know, I have wait wait wait. Can you social like, anxiety disorder? I do too, but but um, which is yeah, it's so crazy. I don't know. So many. Diagnoses. But wait, wait, like, can you list like maybe four things that make you nervous? Uh, God, everything. So like people, situations. <laughs> You're painting broad strokes here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Parties, social situations. um, Do you know what makes me nervous? Auditions. God, those things are the fucking worst. Auditions are, they are. Um, Like sometimes deciding what to wear in the morning. That 
Yes. Driving into a car wash. Yes. Like if I yes. get the thing, what, am I going to get the thing get, wrong? Get the thing and they're going to judge the, me because I'm a woman, and oh like, my God. and then, yeah, right. then I look like the idiotic blonde am I woman. Not man and, enough. I yeah. should know how to get my tire in that fucking line. Um, what else makes like yeah, be a people for sure. Yeah. Um, people me, with power. People with power. Yeah. Um, New situation. The suits. Oh, the suits make me nervous. Every yeah. time table reads. The 405. The 405. <laughs> 405 makes me really fucking nervous. Really spicy food when yeah. I'm around strangers. But then what's weird is like really intense situations. Like if like, you know, I those things don't make me nervous. Like, like if, what do you mean? Like if guys came in here with like fucking guns blazing. Oh, then you can suddenly be like calm, man. I'm suddenly man. like calm and everything comes into focus and I'm like, God, that's Let's a fucking go. great quality. You think? Yes. But then I'm like in line at the grocery store having panic attacks. But it means that like in like when necessary, yeah, I'm ready you're to the go. fucking man to turn to. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's a I don't know what it is. It's a switch. I know, you know. But Mel, do you think that has something to do with like where you grew up? I do. Will, yes. will you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so um, I don't that know if I terrible mentioned any of this, but no. <laughs> will you tell us about that? <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day because there there are things that have kind of stuck with me because you know now I live in the valley. I'm a different dude, you know. But I grew up in a really rough neighborhood, kind of like you know Little Havana, Miami during the '80s. You know, it was like the cocaine cowboys and all that stuff. Like, I swear, like the shit I've seen is. I mean, there was a guy who used to show up. Like he used to drive a Jaguar to drop off his son at school and in the passenger his son would sit in the back seat and in the passenger seat he had a panther like these <laughs> a panther a real fucking live panther like wait was it like a seatbelt strapping him in he was in no. a jaguar yeah he would have him with a panther with a fucking panther and his son in the back seat i mean you know and there were like every you knew everyone knew someone or like or did you know sold drugs it was just it was insane so i mean you know you'd see these houses on these tiny little plots of land like start to just go up you know and just like cinder block castles right and then you'd see them and you'd be like oh you know jose's dealing drugs and then like you know production on the thing would stop and you'd be like ah jose went to jail you know and that's how you knew and so I definitely think I know I have PTSD from a lot of that stuff because I don't think I, I don't think like naturally I don't think I'm a tough guy, you know, um, but there were like a lot of tough guys around and you kind of had to like prove yourself. Dear and listeners, Mel is awesome. He's wearing this fucking amazing baseball cap with a thick gold chain around his neck. But it's got in my defense, it's got see because I've changed. So it's got a little boot on it. Right? Surprise! <laughs> you just pulled it out. It's got a little boot on uh, okay, it. Yeah. So it's yeah. not it's not totally gangster. Listen, I'm My wife calls me Ga a Gabby, which What's is a that? gangster hippie. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So you know, I think that's absolutely where a lot of my anxiety came from. I mean, there was just violence. So like you could be sitting around, somebody could kind of look at someone the wrong way and like violence would just erupt out of like nowhere. And so I think there's still this fear that I'm just going to get punched in the face all the time. That I would imagine, yeah, if like if you're exposed to that like those kinds that kind of trauma or yeah. um or, or in drama at a young age, yeah. of course you're like always on edge. Yes. And so I'm waiting for the safe to drop a lot yeah. of the time and and I've really had to kind of practice meditations help me out a lot with that. Just to kind of 
I had a boyfriend in college yeah. and it's so not the same thing. No, no. But he weirdly used to like to scare me yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And no. so like I would But that be, like, triggers that fight or flight thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, anyway, it's <laughs> It's no. not the same thing it's as totally like a coke same. dealer it's with the- a panther <laughs> on their front seat. But but it, but 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 the idea of being like, oh god. Yeah, you're on edge. Like, you're on edge. It's like, is this guy gonna pop up and like friggin' scare me? Like, yeah. you know, I can never be kind of comfortable and just at ease. You know. Yeah, yeah. I've always felt this. You know, so I'm always feeling this kind of low grade anxiety. So will you tell me? Okay, so when did you move here to LA? And Years ago. see, that's the thing. Like, it's such an old story, you know. So it should be like something I'm over by now, and I am to some degree. I really have made some, you know, I, I you know, what jump some hurdles or whatever in life. I'm trying to give less fucks about stuff, you know what I mean? But I let's see, I moved here 17 years ago, uh, and I was in New York before that because I went to school there. I went to theater arts conservatory were your parents supportive of they just didn't want me selling drugs i think that's they were just psyched with the fact that like you know how fucking remarkable though that you were able to yeah it's pretty cool i mean you know that's kind of lame but people you know it's it's it is really when i look back it is pretty miraculous that like um, and it was because of a teacher in high school that just like kind of believed me, in me when I just had absolutely no belief in myself and didn't, uh, you know, I just, I was so kind of misguided and had no idea what I was going to do. You know, I was, I was kind of in a gang when I was younger, not kind of, I mean, you can't kind of be in it. Well, I, yeah, I was in a gang. And so, <laughs> um, and, uh, but then I went to New York and I got oh, to see that. Can we back up for just yeah, a second? Do you course. remember any like specific things that this teacher told you that stuck with you? Yeah, we, um, we did this play. Do you remember Pedro Zamora? He was part of, uh, he was part of the real world cast, um, oh, in San I, Francisco. He was the, the Cuban he was, guy. He was the, the one that was gay? Yes, he was and he gay and HIV. Yeah, he was HIV yes, positive. HIV positive, excuse uh-huh. me. Yeah. And so what we do is this play called The Inner Circle and we take it to kind of prisons and like colleges and different high schools as part of AIDS awareness, you know? And then afterwards he'd do a and A. And so we went to this, um, I remember we went to this one, yeah, we went to Dade County Correctional Facility. And I actually, my friend and I both ran into a couple of, my, who's continued to act with me throughout and has a very similar story, my buddy Maurice Compte. Um, we ran into a couple guys that we knew there you know, trippy, right? And um, afterwards, uh, he he came up to us and like told us how moved he was by the by the performance and stuff. And and uh, and my my teacher said, you know, you you see how powerful this is. You know what I mean? And you, oh my God. and I said, yeah, I do. And she said, you know, you have a gift to touch people. And she was like, don't ever forget that and use it. And that never went away. You know what I mean? And so, what a beautiful, what oh a beautiful God. thing to to tell. Like, she saved my life. I really believe, and I still talk to her, Marty Hancock. I love you. If you're listening to Anna's podcast, I mean, I, love I really, you too, Marty. oh man, she was really one of my angels. You know, we all have angels in yeah. life, and she was, she really was one of my angels. I owe her probably my life, and we, my buddy, me and Morris, we talk about this all the time. How things really could have just gone so differently. 
it, it maybe it just takes one person to really believe in you. I think it does. And you, I think it does at the like, right at the right time. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I, th- especially with kids, you know, they can go either way and they're just, they're on that fence. Yeah. And, um, you were on a fence with a gang, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, the whole half gang in, half in. Up on the fence. Yeah. And, Fuck. uh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so then. It's crazy I- what kids, and you know, what you'll do to be a part of something and feel accepted and stuff. And like, I like, I let guys beat the shit out of me to be a part of this gang so that I feel like. You know, you had a community or I like a, a family. Yeah, yeah, buds. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. These guys aren't my fucking buds. Yeah, no, <laughs> They're fucking dicks. They're dicks. They're fucking dicks. If you want, I'll. Uh, I'll I know face you. Them down. <laughs> you know me. I know you. Yeah, you're fucking gangster like that. Pow pow pow. Um. Okay. So so you went to New York. I went After. to New York, yeah, and then, you know, at school, I found this whole different world that was different from mine. Like, I remember just, like, just a tiny thing, like, eating sushi for the first time, you know what I mean? Or, like, like it really, my my whole world kind of broadened, and, uh, Were yeah. Were you lonely there? For a little bit, but I, I really, I, I, I see, I, I people scare me, and then I love people, and then, like, you know, you meet kind of, like, people like you that you really have a strong connection with, and then... They kind of open new worlds for you, you know. And I realized, oh yeah, that this is not the world. Just Miami's not the world. Like there's so much more to the world, you know. And New York is great like that. I think, like we were after school, I was living in, um, uh, like what's that called? On right near Roosevelt in Queens, and it's the uh, it's like the most Jackson Heights, and it's the most ethnically diverse zip code in the world. Um, really? In the world, isn't that nuts? So. I mean, you know, I was exposed to all this stuff. I mean, it was just nuts, you know. It really kind of opened. Did you fall in love? It opened me. Huh. I I did. I Yeah, I did. And I got my heart broken big oh, yeah. time. Well, you have to. You have to. I worry about that with my daughter. I look at her little face and I think somebody's going to break her heart. It has to happen, It has though, to happen. Because you know why? Yeah. Because it makes you a more complete person. It does. I know. And like, you, you know. You, yeah. You got you to go through it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I know. Why? I know, but it really does. It makes you more empathetic. At least that's what I believe. Is it makes you more empathetic? You yeah, know? it's like yeah, to to get rejected, and you know, as we know in our profession too, like getting rejected. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know when I've been rejected. No, but find no. out later because it happens in like a secret room. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, so you you you're in New York. Got your heart broken. Yeah. You're studying acting. Yeah. Did you start to believe in yourself as an actor? I did to some degree. And then, um, but I had all these like anxiety disorders and I would, I just, I partied a lot in New York. And so, um. Like clubbing? Like. No, just like. Just like. Seedy New York shit. Like, you know, I, I like, I thought the seedier the better. I, I read a lot of like. You know, Kerouac and Vonnegut. Oh, and yeah, you know. You were I mean? like, I'm gonna fucking experience the darkness. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to talk to the devil. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, I want to yep. go to the underbelly and mm-hmm. see what's going on here. And you know, New York pre Giuliani, you could do that. There was, there was a big underbelly, and so um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and then it was kind of soul crushing, you know, because I'm. You know, I was telling you earlier, I'm one of these guys who just I can't touch this stuff anymore because I'll just 
like end up in Mexico. And I have. We, we, yeah, that's what we were talking about yeah. right before we started recording. While you were in the bathroom, I was yelling at yeah. you. Um, like, tell me about Mexico. So, yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, you know, somebody will say, hey, man, let's, you know, let's go to Mexico. And it'll come up. And I'm kind of in a blackout. So wait, I end wait, up and where, then I wake wait, up. Where are you? Like, when this... So let's see. When this I remember, incident happened. So we were in Silver Lake this one night, and I remember we were all hanging out and like drinking and like you know smoking a bunch of weed and like you know other things. And uh, and someone's you know, like, "Let's someone's drive like, to Tijuana." Like, let's go to Tijuana. Yeah, and you know, and then you know, Bender will like last. And I'm not one of these guys that would like drink every day or anything like that. But I would go on a, like a fucking like when you did it, you hit a it. mission. Yeah, like fucking three-day marathon. Like, let's go hard and then let's sleep like a bear for like two days. <laughs> you know? And there's a lot of fun to be had in, like, uh, Tijuana. I mean, I there's a lot of... There's a lot of... The devil is there, too. So wait. <laughs> devil. So, so you're in Silver Lake. Somebody... Some dudes... Some, everyone's all fucked somebody up. Somebody has a fucking brilliant idea. Is there one car involved? or is There's like, one car involved at the time. And... Uh, and you're just in it. You're and, in the back seat, maybe. And uh, yeah, the back seat. And we're all, you know, it's like four of us. And we're like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, this is life, right? Let's fucking yeah. live. Let's live. Let's spend like three and a half hours on the 405. Let's experience. Let's go to the fucking pharmacia down there. Let's fucking hit it hard. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. stock up. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's go for it. And uh, geez, oh my God. And I remember, so we went down there, we just, you know, blackout city, just all kinds of madness, you know, with, uh, weird, weird shit. No, no, come on, give us a hint. Are uh, there donkeys involved? No donkeys. I've never seen the donkey show. And if I, I've, I kind of, I don't, I don't know if I want to, honestly. I, that was one thing. I, I'm so disappointed in you, Mel. <laughs> I might, there might be a little part of me that wants to see it. I mean, everybody wants to see, <laughs> secretly wants to see the donkey show. I don't no, want to no. say that live on, on, uh, on. Listen, I firmly believe at age 40, yeah. there are things that you cannot unsee. You can't unsee it. And no. so my curious, I've like yeah, learned like to really YouTube temper my, yeah, like, te- no, no, no. Like I, I temper my curiosity. Yeah, I'm, I'm wise that way. It's a bad idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad idea. Yeah. The cups, I, I don't need any part of it. I, I, I don't need... My, I made that mistake. Yeah, I saw it. Right? The, like, the, the, the but it is kind of... Is it a mistake? I don't know. For As a woman... I, it's a mistake. I don't know if it's staged. You know, I mean, they must have just given those girls like... That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Animal. Yeah, it's I, awful. That was the worst thing ever. Uh, but, Isn't it but terrible? You, but I'm, you're I'm with terrible. me. But you, again, you can't unsee it. That, that's no. what I'm saying. But I did tell every one of my friends to see it. <laughs> that, <laughs> I did share the link with everyone. Because you have to pra- pass I have the to. poison on. No, you have to do that. Well, you know, because there were those, there were all those videos of people's kind of their expressions as they were watching. It. Those are great when the grandmother is watching. And two, they're like, two, was it, was oh, it oh, two, two girls, one cup. Yeah, two girls, Nina, one cup. Nina, do you know the? Uh, yeah, I, have you seen it? <laughs> Mel just spit out his water. Nina, oh but have, have you seen it? Because I, I. No, why would I? I haven't seen it. Good for I'm, you. Why would I do that? See. I've smart. always known smart. you are an old soul. You're smart. She's yep. so much you know more mature than the rest of us that she's totally. 20. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. At 20, I would have totally watched that. Yeah. I've seen shit, but I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. I think I watched that in my 30s. Um, but, you know, I mean, after seeing people's expressions, it's like, yeah. you, there's a part of you that's like, I'm, I'm braver than these pussies, right? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I can fucking handle this. I No. Nope. No. Wrong. Can't. 
like there, Don't watch it. have you seen it no 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 okay. no like there there there's a few ele- like arenas in my life where i feel like a virgin yeah and i want to keep them that way i think that's smart one of them is like having never been nominated <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's smart thank you that's you smart. hear what i'm saying I do. yeah it's such an ordeal uh, uh well and also i just don't think i could handle it very well like uh, you know how they say to visualize stuff you know and like just visualize yourself kind of doing that and like yeah. you know so somebody's like you know just visualize yourself like you know going and giving an accept acceptance speech every time i try to visualize that full on panic attack oh and uh, yeah. and then what if of you know i yeah the whole thing is like it's insane it's those a rabbit things hole and oh my god i mean so many energies so many like you know i mean you go down this carpet and there's like you're bombarded and You've got to deal with 55 different ever- energies, you know, and everybody's trying to be cute. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. It's so hard. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I get to be a virgin in that way. It's good. And I get to be a virgin in, like, not having seen the two cup, the cup thing. Yes. And I that, prefer to keep it that stuff. way. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe, you know, when I have dementia, mm-hmm. like... When I'm oh yeah fuck ninety two yeah yeah and that's when I'm fucking I'm off, I'm I'm can off we be the at wagon. the same uh, fuck yeah we're gonna smoke so much weed uh, okay maybe like we'll be rich enough so we could have like our like a private nurse that just takes yes. or or we'll be at the retirement home either one let's do this let's do it let's it's a deal um, let's sh- let's shake yep. we're actually we shaking go. on we're it shaking right on now. this <sighs> deal, thank Anna. you and every day I'll be like you <laughs> oh. You know how to drive a boat. We'll have a whole different story every day. Every day we'll have a different, like, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Okay, so wait. We were were in Mexico. Yeah. And then what happened? Mm. So then we went to the farm. You know, know, you've got to make a pit stop at the pharmacia. Oh, Right? You know what I thought you were about to say? What? The farmer's market. The farmer's yeah, you gotta stop! <laughs> I was like, uh, oh, no, you got to. You got to. You got to. Farmer's market. Oh, my God, it's amazing. It's so much better than, like, Santa Monica. Um, and it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> it's so big. Um, it's amazing. Everybody should experience it at least once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. The farmer's I, market. I, I, God, that's great. Um, no, the pharmacia, the pharmacy, you know, because you can get anything there. What a dumbo Wait, what can you get there? Oh, God, dude, anything. Like, and give me, what, you, what, was your, what was on your shopping list? Well, any kind of, like, opiate was really cool. That's, those are fun. Um, any kind of benzodiazepine is really fun, too, because you could just fucking chill hard. So we just, you know, like, load up on Xanax and, like, fucking, you know, um, uh, uh, what's that called now? Hill, hill, hillbilly heroin, uh, oxycontin or whatever. I mean, there are these new drugs now that. Yeah. Thank God, I just I'm not doing it stuff anymore. Because I mean, that, that just sounds like. Apparently, you've got to really gauge because it's like the difference between. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> wait, wait, We're wait, sharing a vaporizer. You have to explain so what you're doing. Fancy. So I gave up cigarettes too because I gave up everything. My life is super boring. Um, but I have this vaporizer now, and uh, and so me and Anna, we we shared this a lot on set. And then I I got her one. 
did I get you one? Yes, did I actually did. get you one? You oh, did. okay. And uh, it, it's great because it helped me give up smoking. Isn't that one fancy? Yes. <laughs> so if I, I've got like one for different outfits now and stuff. Because it's an accessory. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pimp, that one, I think. It was really pimp. It's like fading now. It was all gold and stuff, real flashy. I want to get back to you. <laughs> oh, but, it's um... the worst endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's awful. This is terrible. You, we just like listened to five minutes of you guys essentially smoking. Yeah, yeah. And talking about how great it is. Oh, great it is. <laughs> yeah. listen to the king of that. The king of <laughs> but hey, um, but let me ask you, Mel... Okay, I want to get back to I love to your... the way you abuse him on this program, oh, too. Oh, yeah. No, he's... But you're... you're... <laughs> <laughs> he can't... Yeah, I know. There's love. It's love. Oh, it's love. yes. It's all love. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, okay, Mel, there's yeah. a, I have a ton of questions for you in general. We're going to have callers, too, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, but um, I also want to ask you, what. so what was your experience on Overboard? How, what was like your takeaway? Did you... I loved, Uhenio was such a sweet guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. And he just, he has this really great attitude towards life. He doesn't take, I don't think he takes a lot of things kind of seriously. He's very kind of laissez-faire. He's just kind of an easygoing dude. I remember one day I said something to him. I was like, I gave him a kind of a note about something, you know, because there was some. You always give your fellow actors notes, don't you? No, that's not great. Yeah, absolutely. You're supposed to. (laughs) No, but there, there was, um, there was. There was, you know, because he, English is his second language. Yeah. So um, Rob and Bob were trying to, the directors were trying to kind of convey something to him and I could tell he wasn't getting it. So it wasn't really a note. It was just kind of a translation, you know. And then I thought, you just told the star of the movie like what he should do and I fell all fucking, you know, whatever. And then I came up to you guys and you were in the hot tub. <laughs> And we're just like, like uh, let's just say, yeah, are, this is great after, for dear is, listeners. Yeah. Making overboard was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is after, like, in your defense, this was like after you guys had been dunked into like thirty degree like water, right? And we're like hanging out. Uh, it was, really it was, cold. it was pretty painful. Painful, yeah. yeah. So they had this hot tub set up to like equalize your temperatures, which but, was like an eighty degree hot tub. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Like, yeah. anyway. But, but, the, but he, was, he was great. I loved him. And, and, yeah, and he, Eva, obviously, is such a sweetheart. She's she. I've known her for like 20 years. And then, but the Sutton place is a weird place, isn't it? Yes. Let's, can we talk about that we a little sure bit? We sure can. It yeah. is weird. It's You see people there you don't really want to see that you haven't seen in a long time. And it's just this little industry. And also, like, just... Um, not to totally bash. It's kind of this depressing. I know. So they're place, nice people there, but everything is sort of mauve, mm-hmm. and it's like a hospital. And in a what can be a really dark city, cloud wise, yeah, the windows are really small, yeah. So there's a feeling of like claustrophobic, closed in, yeah, trapped. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, you, yeah you, and it's well, because I, I stayed there for um, most the of the scary, scary movies. movies, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I, um, I was in. That place reminds me of loneliness. It yeah. does. I got so lonely there because, um, and we talked about this, I think, uh, because both of us didn't have our families there, which was kind of really a bummer. And it's hard, you know, you're like, you spend so much time away from your family. I think, you know, we were out there for like two months and it was just, yeah, I mean, you know, and you, you don't, you kind of don't leave and then you're like, oh, fuck it, just get room service, you know, and yeah. you just become Caesar this more salad. like isolated, like I know. days off. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything new on the Yeah, let's see what's going on here. 
Are you a big fan of porn? You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. I like porn. I think I like porn, you know, as do much as the next guy. Do they have porn at Sutton? I, I don't do, no, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid about that. Who orders porn through? I don't do that. I don't know. I don't know. They don't even have that anymore. The Spectrovision you're talking about? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they do. But everybody's got their computer, so you can watch yeah, porn you, on your computer. You don't buy porn from, a, from your hotel anymore. That's not a thing. It's fun to jerk off like in your hotel room like once or right. twice. But then, you know, when you're lonely and you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to jerk off. Like, then you're like, oh, I'm Isn't like, there that instant feeling afterwards where you're like, oh, this is sad. Yeah. It's like, have you ever been in a car accident and you have like one of your favorite pieces of music playing and it still is playing after the accident? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Oh, you nailed this like really tragic thing in life. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. That what was your song? Causes you, a you know, you know in me exactly. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Mine's embarrassing. It happened to but, me, though. But I really like the song, but now I can't hear it anymore. And it's what? actually a really good song, but it's not a, the song you would actually equate with me listening. Because I'm not a fan of this person. I just, I'm just a fan of the song. Yeah. Oh. No, no judgment. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, Come to My Window. Do you remember that song? How does it go? Just a little, just a couple books. Come <laughs> to my window. <laughs> Are you alone in the car? Oh yes, yeah, I do. I was alone in the car. Oh, no, I'm not judging. Oh, you that. know the song. Yeah. yeah. See, he was a huge hit song. It was a yeah. great song. I'm not judging that. Oh, that's yeah. tragic. Yeah. And then you got into a car accident. It was still playing. Yeah, it was still playing. And then now every time I hear the song, yeah. it just reminds me of that. Of course. Yeah. I was listening. I got an offended bender about a month ago, and someone, man, just you, know, I, I was on the freeway, and somebody stopped abruptly, and. I was able to not hit them and I had this, it was just such this like mixture of feelings because I was like, yes, I didn't hit them. I was able to break in time and then and I then look in my yep, rear view yep. mirror and, and I'm like, this, <gasps> no, please don't. And then bam, so hard. And it was mask off by future, uh, you know, oh. which I been, I really like a lot, but then that fucked it up for me. And then also I was like looking at the lyrics and I was like, this guy is just kind of rapping about what he likes like you know he's like and i was like there's like and i'm not, I'm not a music snob i like just sometimes i like to just listen to beats and shit um but this i mean it i was like you should look up the lyrics to this song and it's yeah um it's because it's weird it's just doesn't, I mean, God, it doesn't make any So, sense. but it was only after the accident that you were like, I'm going to examine this? Yeah, yeah. And and then you have these like, you know, so let's see. Isn't that the craziest thing though? When something like that happens, time just completely shifts. It does. It's, it's like. It's elongated Everything, exactly, yes. Yeah. And it's like things are rapid and then they suddenly are like in your, your brain, they are just completely yeah like you said oh, i gotta say there was a corpse in the in the the uh they were tra tra they were there was a corpse in the that was the weirdest thing so i get out of the car because immediately i'm you know caretaker you know who, who somebody hurt what's going on and i was fine and uh i get out the girl says yeah i'm fine but i need to go and see if the body is okay and i said body they said yeah well, we work for the morgue, and we are transporting a corpse to... Was this the person that hit you? This was the person that I avoided hitting and got rammed into. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, the phones have to be in airplane mode. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, no worries. 
Or we um, can just move the phone over to the other side. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in airplane mode right now. Um, but there was a fucking corpse in the back in the back of this little mi- minivan, which was weird. All right, so here's the lyrics. Um, is the corp was the corpse okay? I think the corpse an, is fine. What an odd. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine? Piece it's weird. Yeah, no, I know. She was like, "Well, you know, the families, and they, oh, you know, yeah, they make make, sure it makes complete sense." Yeah. but it, the corpse was fine, thank goodness, and we were all fine. And there were kids in the other car, which was also, you know, a bummer. Anytime kids, you know, so uh, yeah, this is. Weird. Percocets, Molly Percocets, Percocets, Molly Percocets, gotta rep the set, gotta rep the set, chase a check, never chase a bitch, mask on, fuck it, mask off. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mask, Mask on, on. Fuck it. Mask, Mask off. off. Sounds like he's but in a good place. <laughs> you know, he's just rapping about what he likes. He's like... Fuck it. Mask off. Like, I'm not... That that was the part that never really... Never chase a bitch. Never chase a bitch. Never chase a bitch. Chase a chick. Never chase a bitch. But, Which okay, I think is good would advice you, for the Yeah, kids. but I was going to ask you, would you subscribe to, like, in your personal life? Chasing a chick or a bitch or... Or either one, like... Yeah, whatever. I'm a ch- I've, I've chased them all, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like such a bitch. Can we talk about, um, like... What happened with your first heartbreak? Yeah, I think, you know, essentially, it's like everybody's heartbreak. I think that um, it's always like, you know, you're more into the person than they are into you, essentially, right? Isn't that kind of it? Yes, but also it usually comes at a time in life when you, um, when love is so different, right? And it's, strong. It's so, so strong. Yeah, they so heady. Probably, it's, oh my God. And it's so much more about maybe the way somebody looks. Yes. Like they're, the depth level isn't. No. Because you, yeah, because they're maybe super a, hot. Right. Yeah. And, and then it, that it reflects on you. Uh-huh. Like if they're You're worth. If a hot person likes me, me then. That, that means maybe. I'm worth something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, God, it was this girl. Oh, God, we had such a, it was such a mind fuck. I, I just, um, I'm trying to think. I just really was into this girl and I don't I don't think she was as into me as her as is and then afterwards um kind of when it ended I remember um she was like she got all kind of like blase about it and was just kind of like and and and, in in her defense I was probably acting super desperate like hey you want to hang out and you know blah 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 and she was like no you know I never really study you know and I'm busy, so like whatever, you know. Like it was very, and and that obviously hurt more. And but it was it was one of those things that absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things you have to go through, and you have to. It makes you a fuller human being. And then when you do find someone who, um, you know, makes it makes it so much greater. I guess you know when you when when the right person does come along. And also maybe like just for me at least like growing you know yeah. in like, just growing up a bit yeah i mean that's yeah. what they say like pain is the like the touchstone of all like 
spiritual development, right? So pain is, there's information in that pain, right? Mm -hmm. And so we've got to like experience it. Um, and, and, you know, I feel like pain and all those uncomfortable feelings are like little actors that want to go on stage, you know, and they want to have their moment, you know, and, uh, and then they, they go, you know, and then you learn something from them, you know, but like, if you stop it with like, you know, and I think what I probably stopped it with for years was like, oh, I'm having a fucking really awful feeling. I'm going to smoke a fuckload of weed, you know, and so I'd stop it. And then I had like this backup, like, you know, like there was a juggler and like a fucking band that wanted to get on. They're all waiting in the wings, you know, right. and they're like, fucking, we're ready to fucking jam, you know. <laughs> and so and so, you know, when I when I did stop, like kind of smoking weed and shit like that. They just came rushing to the stage, and it was like, oh, you know. Um. Uh, yeah, I I feel um, grateful that for so long, I felt so unattractive. Like really growing up, that yeah, like like a I, like a, yeah, I felt like I was always a heavy kid, I and was, then I lost a bunch of weight, and then, and then I was like, you know, and I girls started to fancy me. Yeah, I was always the, uh, an incredibly short kid and just and looked really young, but not in like, not, like I didn't attract like the pedophiles. Your... Yeah, right, right, right. I just looked like eight when I was 16. <laughs> People were constantly doing like double takes when they would see me behind the wheel of a car. But then there's, a, you... <laughs> but then there's the other, other thing where the girls that develop too fast, that get all the attention suddenly, and that's got to be weird and shitty too, I'm, right? I'm grateful for it now because... Um, I feel like I, um, you know, that experiencing like the longing for, um, for, you know, attention and to be desired, um, makes, you know, I I don't know how I equate it necessarily to acting, but I do. Oh, absolutely. And it made us who we are. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean that's we just want to be loved, really yeah. desperately. Yeah, yeah. And, and also and understood. the idea of like experiencing, being able to experience loneliness essentially sort of helps you become an actor, right? Yeah. Like I think so. Yeah. Um, and oh, okay, something's happening What's over here. On? Nothing. Oh, okay. nothing's happening. Okay, okay. Producer stuff. Know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. So she, well, heartbreak. Heartbreak, it sucks, but sucks, we got to go it's through essential. it. That's right. It's one of the little actors that's got to have its moment. That's right. And then get off the fucking stage. Get up. Sometimes it wants to play around for a while, though. Mel, I fucking love you. I love you too, Anna. Um, okay, so oh, we wanted to ask you about. Um, we read a quote about you being homeless. Oh, really? Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like talking about that? Uh, that's fine. Yeah. You yeah I'm pretty open, dude. Don't. No, no. God, you know, the whole time I forgot I had uh, forgotten to unzip my pants after the restroom. Oh. Um, but good thing I had a pillow I, on I, me. I gotta tell you. If you didn't notice. I didn't notice. I had a pillow covering Fuck. it up. I wish I'd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So let's see. It was about six years ago, right before getting on, right? Um, yeah. And uh, which was this, like, little watch show but i really thought it was great laurie metcalf was so great on that and like i i I love the show it was just i think it was too dark for some people but i just couldn't get any work and i was at this for like 10 years you know and um i think that's the magic number for a lot of guys like me who kind of like you kind of earn your face you know people have you ever heard that no like yeah they say that like when a man earns his face at 40 
Really? Know? Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, like you, we, like, all your life experience and all this stuff is like, okay, now you, it's earned. You're a man, you know. Huh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like Native American. Have you heard or, that? I haven't, but I love that. Yeah. I, and, I, and it makes a lot of sense. Right? I'm feeling that way. Yeah. I'm, I just turned 40. Yeah. Well, you just earned your face, bro. Thank you. That's a good Thank face. Thank you so much. It feels You're great. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I like 40. I was really scared about 40. I was. Were you? Oh, God, I was so... Because there's all this stuff that comes along with 40 where you're like, oh, God, am I at where I think, where I, you know, where I thought I was going to be at, all these expectations and all that shit, you know? And so that was, yeah, that was a big part of, uh, yeah. And so I was, the thing with the homeless thing was uh, I was in my 30s. I was approaching 40. I was like, you know, maybe it's time to reassess this. And I thought, um, you know, I knew that I was good at this thing. And I'd been kind of told enough that I was good, and I'd come close on so many things and done things, and and you and felt in my heart I, of hearts, I, I'm yeah. I can felt, I arrogantly yeah. suggest that maybe you also felt like when you would work or act with other actors that you felt like better? I did. Yeah, I, no, I, I did feel. I felt like this was my great. Thank you, Anna. I I really did feel like this was my dharma or my purpose, or you know, I really did feel like. This is what I'm supposed to do with my life. But then I thought, well, maybe there's this this little other factor, you know, that I haven't, you know, that I haven't kind of added into the equation. And maybe it's just luck, you know, and maybe I just didn't get that, you know. And that was a big bummer. I mean, you know, I could, because um, it's a bummer. I mean, that's nothing you can, you have no control over that, right? And I thought, and so we were we were being kind of evicted out of our place uh, here in L.A. Here in L.A. Yeah, and um, and so uh, they were there were condos and they God, were selling them. Stre- Did that? It was a- super stressful, and it was my wife and our dog. We hadn't had a kid yet, thank God, because I would have been so and fucking. Did that stressed. cause stress between you two? You know what? My wife is awesome, man. We she really is like she's my rider. Like she fucking she's ride or die, and like. We just stuck it out and we were like, look, we're going to get through this and whatever it is, you know, if like the universe wants us to go grow corn in Ohio, then, you know, we'll go to, we'll go to Ohio and grow corn and like whatever, you know, and there was a surrender kind of that happened and we just didn't have the money to get in a new place and there was no work and we were like, all right, look, let's go stay with family for a little while and kind of reassess what we're going to do with our lives, you know? And we got to Arkansas and I remember there was this, we were in, um, hot springs, Arkansas. And there was this like old, really wise, like dude who like really had definitely earned his face. I mean, he had just such a beautiful face. Um, and, um, I remember we were pulling in and, uh, he said, and I said, he said, how you doing? I said, "Ah, I'm hanging in there. And he, I think he, could sense that something was going on with me. And he looked at me and he just said, you know, well, you got, you got to take the bitter with the sweet brother, you know? And that was just, for some reason, that was just so profound to me at that moment. And, and I, you know, you have those connections, oh, yeah. you know, with people. Oh, completely. And we went through and we got into the hot spring up there and I got a call and they said, Hey Mel, you got getting on oh, and they God. want you to come back. You got to oh, come fuck. back. And oh we, my God. we lived in a we lived in a we lived in a hotel the first season of of getting on out in Pasadena, which is where we shot it, and we lived in like a 
I think it was like a little like kind of upscale Motel Six or something, but yeah, oh, it's so fucking cool. And then it has. What was stopped. that feeling when you got that? Was it completely out of body? Was it surreal? Was, was it? I thrilled? cried. I wept. I literally wept. I remember, and I thought, you know, because I had, I, I, you know, my definition of God is very, you know, I, I think I'm spiritual, not religious. You know what I mean? So, um, but I did a lot of praying, kind of on that trip, and I thought, you know, just you know, high, you know, power, spirit, master of the universe, whatever, you know, please just let me know what I should do. Do you remember your audition for getting on? I do. And it had gone away. I mean, it had gone away. They said, look, they're going to go in a a, quote, different direction, which is one of the very like nice things they tell us or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and they, and and it had just gone away. And then somehow it just, I mean, it was but pretty miraculous. But you remember walking out of that audition feeling like that that felt good? I remember thinking it felt really good, but there was a director in there who couldn't communicate. And he was, both of the showrunners were gay. And, uh, and, and he didn't know how to say, and I, the showrunners basically could have said, but they were, they wanted him, they're all these politics, you know what I mean? And I think the showrunners didn't want to get involved because he was the director and they wanted him to give direction. And he, you know, and I think all he had to say was just, you know, just queen it up more, you know, like make, be more of a queen. And he couldn't say that, I think, because he didn't want to offend the guys who were there who were gay and he, he didn't want to like say that. So he went on this long tangent about what I should, you know, do and uh, uh, Mark and Will were great, and they had seen me do stuff. And I think that's I played and for them in, on Big Love, I played like a a a, a, a Mexican uh, cross dressing kind of transvestite exotic bird dealer. <laughs> what a great role, right? And so they knew that I could kind of you know um, I could do I could be sassy, you know. Let's just say. <laughs> And so I think they just kind of referenced that and it took them a minute and they saw some more people, but maybe I stuck with them. And I really did feel like, you know, you have those when you're in the room and you're like, oh, yeah, that was, you know, that was solid. We, oh, yeah, yeah. We, yes. We hit yes, pay dirt Yes. Here, you know, and um, I definitely had that feeling. But then so I was surprised to hear that it had gone away. And um, and that was like our, you know, I, we were really hoping for that because it was like okay this would save everything See that, but that's my question is like sometimes you know that it's cinderella's shoe yeah and yeah that's a good and analogy yeah or metaphor is it a metaphor it's both right yeah uh, yeah it's all it's all, all of the it. whole <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so then when because i've had that experience before and then when it goes away it's like I don't understand, right? Yeah, it's like I fit, but I fit that. Yeah, yeah. I fit that. that was my shoe. Yeah. Um, that's my glass slipper. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. I had that with Lost in Translation. Oh my god! Like I, I felt like that's this. This is this is mine. Like, yeah. I, I I understand this. I understand at least I have a very strong vision for this. And then it came back to me I would have like loved- six months later. Yeah, and uh, and I, you know, and I ended up getting whatever. But um, the you know, I think that uh, I would have loved to have seen you play Scarlett's role. Honestly, thank you. Yeah, um, but but I look cute in pink underwear. 
<laughs> you know, my wife and I just dressed up as Bill Murray and and you Scarlett did. for a little kids party that we were like supposed to dress up as as we, we played them and in, in Lost in Translation. How weird is that? <laughs> that is so fucking awesome. Yeah, I love <laughs> she it. She painted that's... my collar like <laughs> black yellow shirt. <laughs> oh god i love bill Murray. how do how, how about how that guy lives like oh, just yeah. not isn't that beautiful the yeah. way he lives yes. he just dances he's a dancer you know he just dances through life how stupid is that that i that dancer but it really i want to be a dancer so bad i just want to dance through life i don't want to give so many fuck fucking fucks yeah i want to like say all right look maybe i'll give like five fucks a week you know what I mean? And they're going to be important fucks. And I'll give fucks about those things. But like beyond that, life's too short. Completely. And I don't want to give too many fucks. Yes. Yes. Since I turned 40, I feel like that has been the mantra that keeps coming back to me. Whether it's whether I'm, I'm trying to convince myself or people in my life have suddenly started saying, well, maybe it's because I'm 40. But people keep saying, life's too short. Life's too short. Life's, like, yeah. Life's too short. Life's too short. And It's a blip. Don't you remember when you were like... 10 yesterday yeah, kind of but yeah but yeah or but 14 yeah. i mean yeah. you know more yeah, yeah. certainly 20 and 30 yeah. um but then thank goodness we're gonna get dementia together yes and being that old folks home smoking oh, fucking hella weed fuck yeah that good fucking cali Dude. chronic bud oh my god yeah. we're gonna like imagine there's rainbows all over <laughs> yeah, the we're fucking gonna, place it's gonna be amazing yeah. heaven on earth no pain no pain <laughs> Um, okay, so wait, where were we in this timeline? Oh. But I do have a bunch of questions for you. Oh yeah, homeless. Oh yeah. yeah so, so but then you got it, and, and then we got it, and then you know, I mean, I just I wept. I just I really did. I mean, it was like ten years of buildup of being told no, of like saying we're going in a different direction. They lo and it's always they loved you so much, and it really. You know, and I really think they did. You know, there's of just course so many they did, variables. You're so fucking good. Thank you. But yes, you're right. Yes. There's so many variables of we course. have no control over. You know, you're too tall, you're too fat, you're too skinny. This isn't the, you know, you don't match with this guy or that person. Oh yeah, completely. You know, and and so those things we have you absolutely didn't fuck no the director. That that too. And you know, so there are so many things that we have absolutely no control over. So, you know, less fucks about that stuff, right? You just yep. do your absolute best, yeah. right? And try to enjoy doing your best and and that's all we got well you're so fucking good and um and i love acting with you i love being your friend i love you on last man on earth i got you anna yeah <laughs> really thanks yeah thank you um yeah and and that show is so your eyes are just you know you really, really? do you're i knew that the second i saw you it was just like soul yeah hit it really yeah you know i once didn't get a role because i didn't have enough soul was my feedback <laughs> thanks those people are out to fucking lunch thank you they got it wrong you know when you meet people and you're just immediately if there's this comfort and ease and it's just like oh it's like oh this is my home space yeah you know this is where i feel good and you know, not scared and stuff. I think it's like a generosity of spirit or it something. Is. Yeah. And you We're both empaths, I think. Yeah. Hardcore pretty hardcore empaths. Arrogant? Narcissistic. Yeah, empaths. narcissistic empaths. Yeah. <laughs> At least we recognize that, that in Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's better than like some people who don't. Yeah. No. I love I, those people. I think that's the tornado why. people. Remember we talked about them, didn't we? Yes. Tornado people. They just oh, come into your boy. life and you're like Suddenly, where the fuck are my keys? Do you know about this idea of the tornado people? I have an idea of what you guys mean by that. And I think 
I have those people in my life as well. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. They're awful. Nina, you, do you know the idea of the, like tornado people? They just come in and just create fucking absolute chaos. And they're just so like, you know, like, uh, you gotta have a conversation for about an hour about all their shit and their like, things. Kind of like shit stars. And like, uh-huh. just like when you suddenly are confused about why your insides are a little bit in knots yeah. and you don't know exactly what happened. You're all messed up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And uh, afterwards you're just a fucking wreck. Yeah. Yeah. You need and a you massage. You can't quite pinpoint it. You need Reiki. Good tornadoes, I mean, like people who are skilled at being tornadoes, yeah. uh, like can't give you a specific. No. You know what I no. mean? No, yeah. Like, so you're just left being like, Oh, why the fuck? What the fuck just happened? Like, I can't pinpoint anything. It's an energetic rape. (laughs) It's an energetic rape, is what it is. It's just you feel like I need a shower and I want to cry in the shower. Why do I feel bad about myself? My soul is bleeding a little bit and it's (laughs) dripping down into the drain, just like in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. God, God. that was awful. That's not, rape's not funny. I mean, the word sometimes we've. <laughs> e part? What if you spell if you send it back? E part, yeah, e part, e part. E part might be. <laughs> Just trying to make it funny. Trying to make it funny. Um. Okay, so now we're gonna play a game. Yeah. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. You're okay. so, I love your games. Oh, okay. Thanks. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. These are deal breakers for dating uh, your future teenage daughter. Okay. Okay. So, Mel, you have a daughter who is two and a half. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Stella. And... I love her so much. She's my happy place, man. Oh, isn't you that know. fucking great? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, he's an actor. Okay. I'm trying not to live in absolutes anymore. You know what I mean? Yep, like, yep. I hear you. Life's not a meme. Okay. It's many memes. Okay. Right? So So let me give you a specific. Okay. So she's, let's say she's 19. Okay. He's 26. Okay. And he's... Um, is he on a series or is he like a working actor? <laughs> he... <laughs> like, like a struggling actor. What, is, what is he? No, no, no. He's... He's on a series, um, and uh, he jerks his head up a lot. How how so? Like this, like like sub. He gives you like, like yeah. Sub. He's like hey. I don't like sub. Hey Papa, that's what he says. No nah, respect, bro. Respect. You yeah, I know. I kind of made this easy for you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a dick. This guy's a dick, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. this guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, he has a tattoo on his face. I'm I'm so cool. You know what? I'm open to just it. I it's got it's about his heart. Yep, and his I love intentions. That. That's you know, that's where I'm at. You know me. That's yeah. He's got a good heart, and you know he loves my daughter, and you know he's not going to hurt her. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it doesn't work out, there could be some pain involved, but like just like seek out to hurt. No, you know what I mean. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I yes, I'm completely you can, with you. Yeah, yeah. He calls you Melapalooza. <laughs> I could be cool with that. Really? I could be cool with that. Like in what scenario? Um, you know, we're all hanging out and like maybe at a barbecue and, you he's know, he's just... He's hitting the keg? He's, he's hitting the keg a little bit and he says, you know, I love you, Melapalooza. 
Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah. I was envisioning more of like, Melapalooza. No. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd be, I'd probably, it'd be okay once, but I, I, I think it'd be okay once and then I'd be like, hey, dude, um, remember when you called me Melapalooza? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Don't please don't do that anymore. Oh, but man, I was just fucking around, you know. No, I know, and you know, it probably seemed like fun at the time, but because uh, I like like a lot of syllables. No, you no, know? I get it. And you, your name is like just one syllable. Totally get it. And I just like no, to, no, no. I, I, under, mean, I also your fucking brain, love vowels. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but I just don't like it. Oh, so don't do Papa. it, Papa. Come on. Yeah, Papa's cool every once in a while. Have you how many how, how many drinks have you had? I don't know, dude. Probably like, I don't know, maybe five. Yeah, maybe you should slow down. Ah, dude, with a freaking barbecue, man. Yeah. Fireworks. I brought some. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but like... Um, dude, can I yeah, tell you? anything. Your daughter's fucking tits. Man. Nah. Did she get them like... Dude, yeah. Because they're fucking... Now, nah, there's a punch. <laughs> He's knocked out. Right where he's sitting. That's it. I mean, you can't talk about my. That's such well, I was, I was maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe pushing the gangster pushes. part of the hippie comes out at that point. <laughs> if you overheard, yeah. your your daughter's boyfriend telling another guy that her tits were ripe. Ugh, I don't ever want to have that experience. Dads have to have that experience all the time. I have had a really. You talked about porn earlier. Mm-hmm. And I have had recently, since I've had a daughter, I've had a really difficult time with porn, actually. Interesting. Because I think that someone's daughter, oh my God. Yeah. They love, probably they love that, they they love that little baby so much. And that's really hard to think about when you're trying to get your penis hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's like in direct opposition to hard penises. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I, I don't think that, I mean, I, I've never, uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to relate yeah. to just like, I, I'm no innocent. Mm. I have an erotic mind. It's different, yeah. for, it's yeah. different for women. Yeah. I mean, and, my wife and I watch porn together sometimes and, and, you know, we like the nice, the nice kind of the stuff. The nice. Yeah. 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 It's that tries to be a little romantic, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like seriously aggressive porn. Oh yeah. And there's all kinds of weird shit on the internet. You can stumble on stuff and like, you know, like two girls, one cup, and be really like. There's a lot of gagging. Bummed. Yeah, the gag. What's with the fucking gagging stuff I lately? Guess like, I don't know. Let me fucking choke you with my gigantic cock. What the fuck, you know? Yeah. And the sperming out all over like, fucking everything. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's just too much. They say it's good facial lotion. That's what I've heard, but I don't know. These <laughs> girls don't look like they have great skin. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> they need better DPs. <laughs> Wait, so that's another thing. By the way, dude. DP, that's you're talking about director photography, photography, not double, double penetration. penetration. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. We wanted oh, to be fuck. clear on that. Yes. No, I didn't even know. Okay. Yeah. I caught it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sam. So Whoa. Great. Way to save me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. The new boyfriend tells you that he believes in non-traditional roles and would love his future wife to work while he stays at home. That's fine. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm op- I'm very, I'm open. You know what I mean? And 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 I, I, I like that. I think you know, Stella's a real powerhouse, and I think she's gonna be something kind of. She's in in the preschool. They're already like you know. She's oh an god, A type personality. Oh my god! Very I love A, it. very willful. I want to direct that. So I think she will. And she we could have a, yeah strong parents. Yeah. The only thing that is the red flag on this mm-hmm. is that maybe he's a fucking. I loser. guess the way well the way it's phrased is um, that if he's almost he, because he's telling you that he wants. Um, his future wife to stay at home or to work while he stays at home. It's there's almost a dominant. There's a it's like a yeah yeah like he's like, gonna call the shots on this uh, one, right yeah a little yeah. bit a little bit yeah it's, I don't know no I think you're right yeah just I, I would think that's, that's a red flag I wouldn't friend. be I would not be okay with that no you wouldn't if he not. came to you and talked to you about yeah, it, right? yeah. and like what's he doing at home I, I well, if he's not more. if he's not taking care of a kid then what yeah. the fuck is he doing yes I mean I think that's kind of where my mind went was that he's kind of gonna be. You know, a yeah. Stay-at-home but if dad. he's not, if he's not going to be a dad, no, then no. what is he doing? Like, what are you smoking? Right. Weed and playing video games? No, we're yeah. not going to have that. Yeah, while my daughter supports you. Exactly. Right. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, okay, now these are. We're moving on to the next portion: yeah. dating deal breakers. So you have to imagine you're single. Okay. Okay. She doesn't like her food to touch. If it does, she won't eat it. That's so annoying to me. <laughs> that's so annoying so to immediate. me. I love it. Yeah. Um, that's really annoying to me. I think I can get past it. But here's the thing about those kinds of things. Little things in the beginning are the big things in the end that end relationships. So let's just nip it in the bud right off the bat. No, you don't want your to Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're just not going to work. We're not going to work. Because, you know, it's it's symbolic of yes. a larger. Yep, yep, yep. You know, yep. you don't want this oh, to touch. I, yep. You don't want... I, I must confess, I, you're petty. I have a thing with um, oh, very. It's very specific, though. Yeah. I don't love it when um, the syrup. Like I Is prefer it? my syrup on the on side. On the side. Yes, no, I get that. Too. So, because totally. I like you I really that. okay. Because I like control over the yes. sweetness. I, I get absolutely because you want to add more. Then that totally makes sense. But like, if you always just can't have like right. your That's rice touching weird. your broccoli. I mean. That's weird. It's a grain and a vegetable. Relax. Uh, right. It's not going to change the... And like, like you're real like super nuts about it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's truly like, please do not sweat the small Sauce. stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's indicative of, yeah, someone who's just, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe a little wound too like, tight. I don't like to be touched on my elbows. Right, like, right. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. Um, yeah. Um, okay, she kisses everyone she meets for the first time on the lips. That's always been weird to me. Isn't that weird? Do you, do you, you don't kiss people on the lips, do you? No. I mean, people get cold sores and stuff, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, yeah, I think that's always been weird to me, you know what I mean? And guys who like kiss their I feel their like you've experienced lips, this a lot. I, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> you date a lot in L.A., you know, and it's weird dates, right? We go on a lot of, did you date in L.A.? No, not no. really. It's weird dates. There's weird people here, you know. Um, there's a lot of great people here, obviously, too. But, you know, and, yeah, I have... I don't like that. And I'm not a really super jealous guy or anything. It's just... But it sounds like you, you've you witnessed this. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if I've witnessed... Someone who always greets with a kiss on the lips? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like that's... 
there's a little bit of a, and it's also a little bit of a, um, oh gosh, um, there's something that's a little showy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh It's a, it's a bit. It's like when I was in college and I kissed a few girls for, yeah, um, because I was hoping that guy, other guys would be turned on by it. Yeah, yeah. Um, granted, it felt nice. And I enjoyed oh God! That. Yeah, girls' lips are so soft, and they really are so soft. Oh man! Anyway, but but yeah, but there's something about that inclination of like, are people watching? Yeah, because there's a hint of shock uh-huh. value about it. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm the I'm the person that does this. Check me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a deal breaker for you. Um, <laughs> she is a descent <laughs> descendant of I'm, Hitler. Done. No, not necessarily. I mean, you know, no. I mean, I think. Look. <laughs> She's obviously feel you know feels deep shame, right about this. How does she feel about that? She does. Okay. But um. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh God! So she's like her grand. It's like Hitler was her grandfather or great grandfather. Great grandfather. Mm-hmm. And um, no, she does. She does. But yeah. she wants to tell you like immediately. Get like it off just her chest. Just so you know. Right, right, right. Like first date, like first date. Mm-hmm. Oof. Wow. Um, have you asked this question? This is a different. You these are tough questions. <laughs> um, do I, I really like her? Otherwise, like. Yeah, she wants to take you to Germany. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. No, this is a deal breaker. It's off. <laughs> On the first date. It's off. She's, yeah, it's first she, date. She confesses it. I confess that my great-grandfather was Hitler, and I would really like you to come to Germany with me. No, I'm done. We're done. We're done here. Mic off, please. <laughs> okay, these, um, are, these, are, these two questions are called, how would you proceed? How would you proceed? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. On your third date, you ask her about where she's traveled. She responds, oh, all over. Scotland, England, Japan, Canada. Amazed by this girl and her worldly travels, you go snooping on Facebook. Well, I don't know if snooping's the right word, but you look her up on Facebook. Yeah. For some photos and realize that they're all taken at Disney World Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of well. Is she, you know what? She's in the bathroom, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you quickly look her up. Okay. Not to fuck up the question, but I'm not a snooper at all. I don't like to know. Things I'm not either. I, Me I neither. God, how did it? Did, were you always that way? Because always. It, it took I, no, me no, no, a oh, minute. No. Well, I learned my lesson. Yes. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Don't ask questions to things you don't want to. That's know. so fucking right. You know. Yeah. So, just yeah. So if there's stuff, I look. If relationships are based on trust. If there's no trust, then forget about it. Okay. So, so you so wait, wait, wait. But maybe your friend says, sends. Hey, dude, the Scotland while she's in the bathroom is all Epcot, dude. And I'm like, really? Like, so I I think I'd confront her about it and say like, so when you were telling me that you went to all these places, were you talking about like Epcot Center, like as a joke, or no? I mean. I love, I mean, essentially the Epcot center is like, um, an easy way to see the world, you know? No. Okay. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that person's crazy, right? That person's nuts. I think she's kind of interesting. Will you ask her? <laughs> that person you just did, she's out of her mind. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, um, I have been pretty much all over. Uh-huh. And, um, but yeah, that's like, it's sort of like a study abroad. Right. Um, it's like a little taste, a little appetizer, though. I mean, it's not really like, you know, it's all no, no, in no, Orlando. No, you Have you been there before? It's like you yeah. experience each culture. Sure. And I mean, it's like in an intense way. Not it's so because... intense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, really, no. It's Have you been there? I've been to Epcot Center, yes. And I've been to the... Uh... So you've been all over the world, too. No, I haven't. I see. I disagree with you because I don't feel like that. I feel like if you want to experience Scotland, you've kind of got to go to Scotland. I okay. mean, really experience. To say you've been to Scotland, you need to like really go to Scotland. Mm, agree to disagree. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I think we can we can check, please. This is hard because you know what? I love my wife. She gets me so well. And I we have so much fun together. And like, you know, and I, I really do. That It's hard because I don't. And God willing, it lasts forever. You, you never know. Knock on wood. But I mean, um, but I just, you know, I we we just destroy people. And we're so. <laughs> but I love that. That means you guys are a team. We're a team. Yeah. Yeah. And so this kind of stuff is not stuff that like. We we immediately are just like, you know, like Desi, that's fucking ridiculous. And she'll call me on my and be like, "You really just said that? You're so fucking stupid. Don't say that anymore because it sounds really dumb." You guys just crack each other up. We laugh a lot. That's important. That's so important. So important. How beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> no, but truly, it like, is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really like, is. You get to feel like you're part of a inside joke. Hey, you're together with... like ten years at this point, right? And yeah. so, like, you know, it's not like we're like fucking hot boning every night. You know, like hardcore. I mean, you know, we still have sex, obviously, and you know, we try to keep that interesting and stuff. But some of that, like, super I like hot, the hardcore, romantic porn, fire. Yeah, but you know, but some of that, like goes away and then you've got to have things you you know you build a life together and you've yeah. got to have things that interests beyond you know uh, uh this, this person's really good to you know have put my uh penis okay. in. like if you if you're on the same like humor wavelength that means everything it does oh yeah it's big it's really big um okay one more and then we're gonna take a five minute break okay uh, so you get called in by Martin Scorsese to personally audition oh for him and his new HBO <laughs> series about cops in the 70s. Oh, oh boy. Call the next. <laughs> Panic attack. Okay. Okay. In yeah. the audition, Marty tells you that you killed it. Yeah. He says that you've inspired him to now take a different angle with a character and change it from a cop to a prostitute. He asks you to reread the scene, but this time go full frontal. Yeah. Oh, Easy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I did. I was on stage. I did. I did a play in school where I was full frontal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How? How did that? It's make- weird for a minute. You know what I mean. And then it's. And good. then it's not weird. We had this situation. We were at. I've been naked. I used to get naked a lot. Wait, then are you drunk. comfortable with the size of your of your dick? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of. I mean, I'm kind of comfortable with it. I mean, I I, I think all guys would like to have a of larger dick. Of course. Um, because we have this like. You know, watching porn once again, like yeah. with, you know, I mean, those aren't realistic, n- normal man dicks. Um, but, you know, um, but, you know, we had this, 
weird night. We used to do this thing at school called, we went to an art school. It was called SUNY Purchase. It was like in the woods. We did a lot of drugs. And we would um, we would do this, like every Friday night, we'd do this thing called Midnight Madness. And one time it ended up where we were just like, you know, it was like 50 of us in a room and we all ended up being naked. And it was a really cool experience because, and yeah. dancing together and like throwing olive oil on each other and syrup. And it was really cool. Heck yeah. It was a lot of fun. And it was weird for like five minutes. You know, it was like, oh my God, so-and-so's naked. And then the cool thing that happened was that it just became like normal. It was just, we just didn't have any clothes on and it was no fucking big deal. <sighs> right? Yeah. That sounds, uh, that sounds fucking amazing. So I think, you know, we make a bigger deal out of things than everybody else does. Yeah. And that's what it was on stage. It was like, oh, okay, so I'm naked and it's going to be weird for people in the beginning. They're going to be like, oh my God, man, dick. And how, like, I don't know. I, I love the idea that, um, I'd of sort of a weird, work. like personal journey with it. Like, yeah, like you this feel, is like, yeah, the new me. Like I'm comfortable In exposing my, my body uh-huh. to like, yeah. And I'm a big guy. I mean, you know, I mean, there are some days that you know I'm like uh, I'm not so psyched about my body. I'd like to lose some weight and stuff like that. But it's Martin Scorsese. That's a real brainer. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? You're it's hired. Off. I <laughs> love it. All right, let's do a five-minute break, and then we'll do calls. We have two awesome calls, oh, sweet. by the way. I, I cannot are wait. Are you okay for time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, I love you, dear listeners. I love you, Mel. I love, I love you, you, Sim. I love you, Nina. Where's your mic, Anna? Wait, so, Mel. Be with me? Mel, before we get to the caller, so you have The Last Man on Earth. Yeah. It's premiering... Actually, by the time this airs, it will already have premiered. Oh, it will, yeah. yeah October so it's, 1st, I think it, we're yeah. at 9.30 on 9.30 Fox. on Fox. Yeah. And it's such a fucking great show. Thank you. I've yeah. never seen the show, and I, I hear it's amazing. It's so good. It's funny, right? Really it's funny. so I can't take funny. A, I can't take a... Like, I'm not responsible for that a lot, or can't take a lot of credit for it, but it really is a great show, and I'm glad it's on a network, and it's really kind of a big risk, so... Wait, who is telling me today? David Crumble. Pushes. Yeah. David Crumholtz oh. is working right down the hall. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so cool. I hear something, you know, and I'm like, he who? Said, yeah, he said it, the show is awesome. Like Barbara Streisand, somebody was like, oh, yeah, Barbara Streisand loves the show. And I was like, fucking Babs? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking great show. Thank you. And, uh, and you're brilliant in it. And I imagine that it must be... It must be a blast to shoot because you... And you were telling me on the set of Overboard that it's unique because you guys are around each other all like, all the time it's, yeah i mean we're the last people on earth so it's like we're in all scenes together we're all dealing with situations together so we work every day long days which is thank god we like each other and so um you know and, and will is will kind of sets the tone you know how it goes and will's a will's a sweet you know will don't you yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a sweetheart and he's just so kind and generous and can we call Will right now and see if he picks up? Yeah, we could do that. Let's do it. Uh, what's his number? Yeah? Let's see if he... Really? Yeah. All right. Um, see, where's my phone? Oh, he might... Uh, he might not pick up. Let's see. He's probably editing. It's a block, like it's a a block number, so we'll, we'll leave a message if, we don't, if he doesn't pick up. Show me his number and I'll dial him right now. This feels so spontaneous for you, Sim. I love, I love randomly calling people. Except you never randomly you call me. You want to text them and say, can you pick up? <laughs> 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We're going to try calling Will Forte. Oh, we need the phones away. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Three, one, oh, okay. zero. I'll, I'll edit this part out. Don't worry. We're, yeah. not, we're bleeping out all of this. Bleeping all it's of this not out. Available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hi, Will. It's Anna Ferris. <laughs> hey, Will. It's Mel. We're calling from Anna's uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, to plug, plug we were, the show. We were, we were hoping about to bug you, you yeah. um, but we love you, love and you, uh, and uh, yeah, Mel's fucking amazing, and your show is so fucking great, and and you are amazing. So yes, uh, anyway. Hey, Will, will you text Mel back if you want to be this called? Is, that's Sim. That's this is Sim. <laughs> I'm Anna's producer and co-host. Sorry. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye, Will. I don't think that made any sense. That won't make no, any it sense. Totally to made him. sense. No, no. I said <laughs> podcast. You know, yeah. <laughs> He's quick. <gasps> okay, so now what are we doing? Okay, now I'm just li- lining up the call. Oh, sweet. Okay. All right, we're going to call Mandy, and Mandy is in Vancouver. So just so you know, I don't know... Um, and she's 29. I don't know any of this yet. Oh, wow. This is thick. Did you say it's thick? Yeah. Let's hear the story. Yeah. Hello? Hey, Mandy, it's Sim. How are you? Hi, Sam. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Hi, Mindy. It's Anna Ferris. Hi, Anna. Hi. And I'm here with the brilliant Mel Rodriguez, who's fucking amazing. And thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Hey, Mandy. Hi. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so excited. Hey, Mandy. So you have a crazy story. I'm going to let you start. What's going on? Okay, so back in May, uh, my fiancé and I had been talking to a woman over the internet, and uh, we invited her over for dinner and some drinks, and uh, got quite inebriated, and ended up having a threesome. Yeah. Um, in the morning, we uh, woke up and realized we didn't use any form of protection, and uh, asked if she was on any kind of birth control, and she wasn't. 
So we went out and bought her plan B. Um, and then about a month later, uh, she came back over for dinner. And while she was there, she kind of asked me if I had a pregnancy test. And I did. So she took it and it was positive. Oh, fuck. Wow. So I had asked her if, um, you know, if by chance she had been with anybody else um, because we weren't really sure. Yeah. And she said she had been with one other partner uh, in that time period. um, And she had talked to that gentleman and he said that there was no chance that it was his, but didn't really elaborate. Um, so, uh, keep going. Okay. Yes. Keep going. But man, keep going. Whoa, wow. the questions are about to bubble up. Um, okay. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she was obviously very freaked out. She wasn't ready to have a child or anything. So she said she wanted an abortion. Um, but she didn't really know how to proceed. So I drove her around to a bunch of different clinics to get information. Um, because she isn't from our province. She doesn't have medical coverage. So after numerous trips to different places trying to get some actual answers, we found out that it was going to cost about $2,500 for her to have the abortion. And um, she didn't have a job, steady income. So we weren't really sure how to proceed. Um, We didn't, you know, we were unsure if, if the baby was my fiance's. So we kind of discussed it and uh, decided that we would pay for a ticket for her to fly back to her province where she could have the procedure performed and it would be covered by her medical. So we uh, drove her to the airport and about two weeks, a week and a half, I hadn't heard anything from her. So I just touched base and uh, messaged her and asked um, how she was doing, um, how the flight and everything went, how she was adjusting to being back home. And kind of just casually, you know, brought up, like, um, if she had gone in for the abortion, um, which then she told me that she decided she was going to keep the baby. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So I tried, you know, um, she really, since she's been back, she hasn't talked to me very much at all. Like, we went from talking on a daily basis for the month and a half that she was here Um, her messaging me all the time to not hearing anything from her. So I would reach out to her and just ask how her day was going. And it was just very small talk and uh, she wouldn't really say much and the conversation wouldn't go anywhere. So, you know, it's um, the baby is due in January and I'm just not sure. Do I wait for her to bring it up as to um, if it's the possibility of my fiance's? Do I wait until the baby's born or do I reach out to her um, first and just, you know, ask if how we're going to proceed, basically? Okay, I have a gazillion questions. Uh, um, Okay, so did you see the pregnancy test? I I saw the pregnancy test. Um, We I didn't see her take the plan B. Um, but I did see her take the pregnancy test and I gave her another pregnancy test to take home and she sent me a screenshot of it in the morning. Um, and I had like, originally she told me she had gone to a clinic, um, but then I found out she had just gone to a woman's center. So I drove her to three different clinics, um, but it was kind of dead end. They um, basically, they would only just make her pee on a stick again and then we would have to book an ultrasound, which was going to be $250. First of all, how did 
how do you guys do you mind my asking how you met and uh, because well yeah how how did you guys meet and and are you and your husband okay like uh or your fiance like are you guys okay with that big shift it's uh yeah it's a little crazy we met just on a dating site and had been talking for a couple weeks so you would you guys had sort of you and your fiance decided like let's have a threesome before yeah. okay yeah. gotcha okay threesome's a cautionary tale no i mean not to make light of this no no it's all good um yeah originally it was just like invite her over get a you know, like get a feel for her but after consuming a bit too much alcohol it just things kind of escalated and but you i just want to make sure that you and your fiance are okay like there hasn't been like massive fallout inter- like right. between you guys no, actually, no, things have been really good. Like we, uh, we just got engaged last week, actually. So it's, you know, it was tough at first, but, um, we've really been each other's rock and just know like we are, whatever is the outcome will get through this. Yeah. You're going to need, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's really important to be a team right now. Right. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so sh- what, what has she asked of you? Like specifically, has she asked for money? money? Has she asked for? At this point, no, um, she hasn't. But like, so I, um, she didn't have money for a flight back home. And she said that her mom was going to give her money. Um, but because she didn't have a credit card, she wasn't sure how she could get a ticket. So I booked her an airline ticket and paid for that. And she said she was going to reimburse me. Um, and I asked her about it and she said that she didn't end up getting the money and that she was going to try and find a job, um, but that hasn't happened yet, and I haven't asked her again for the money um, at this point. I'm just, you know. So beyond the 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 kind of you know the the the, the night, have you guys had much of kind of like? Do you know much about her? Have you had much much interaction, like much of an interaction with her? Do you know her kind of as a person or? We, while she was here, we uh, got together a few times. Um, I didn't know, like, a whole lot about her. We kind of became better friends afterwards, but we're still not, you know, um, I wouldn't say we're great friends or anything like that. I don't don't know her that well. Um, I've learned more about her now that she's kind of gone just from Facebook and whatnot than uh, I did just meeting her. Any surprises on Facebook? Um... Not like not anything crazy. Okay. Because we don't know. We feel like we took, I mean, not every precaution, but, you know, we had bought her the plan B. And yeah. um, so, and just the fact that, you know, she did say she had another sexual partner. Um, yeah. So we're just, you know, we're unsure. Obviously, like, if it comes down to it, absolutely, we're going to do a paternity test. Right. Well, I, just I mean, you don't have know to, anyways. Why. You have to do a paternity yeah, test. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's it's so many just, red yeah, flags sure. with do this I, woman. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Like, do I wait for her to reach out to me and say, like, "Hey, so the baby's going to be born. Um, we should do a paternity test," or do I reach out to her now? I think gentle is the way, right? Gentle's the way. I think that yeah, I think yeah, maybe for sure. Her, proceed with caution. Yeah. Do you think her waiting for her is the well? I, this I, is a I, tough one. This I, is, I, yeah. this is really tough, Mandy. I hope you know um, that the podcast is called Unqualified. Um, <laughs> but right, so. but but I I, I think that um, I, I, I I'm 
I'm sorry this I'm, happened. Yeah, I, and I and I yeah. I feel um I just hope that you guys don't get sort of exploited in yeah. any way in this. Yeah. Um and, like honestly that's kind of our concern too. Like it's just kind of weird behavior where she went from talking to us every day to no, no longer like really any contact. I'm the one who tries to make contact with her. So I'm just thinking like maybe, you know, maybe she knows that it's not my fiance's and that's why. And she just hasn't told us. Right. Or yeah. I'm just like, like an extortion her, right? plot. Like she's going to come after you for money at some point. Well, uh, uh, yeah, she, but, I think she needs to talk to a lawyer now. That's a good idea. That could be yeah. a really yeah. good idea. And yeah. just find out what your options are. Because I wouldn't want to wait for the next seven or eight months to find out the baby's mind. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and with like a good legal advisor, even just a simple letter to her or a phone call could um, maybe shake out the truth a little bit quicker, you know, more quickly. Like uh, Maybe um, one more gentle phone call on yeah. her own before. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? And like yeah. see what you can kind of gather first and then but you could even go see you know a lawyer before that right but uh kind of try to i guess maybe approach yeah. her yourself and you know be really sympathetic obviously sympathetic and gentle and you know all that stuff and you know there are plenty of lawyers that offer consultations and talk to a few and just and you can get with, with a lot of knowledge without spending a lot of money because i know that you know the word lawyer scares a lot of people i'm married to one or about to be married to one so it's but you can talk to a bunch of people and they'll talk to you and kind of give you your options. And then if you need to actually hire an attorney, uh, hopefully you don't, but that's an option down the road. Because to, to me, my yeah. my gut sort of says that your fiance may not be the father because, yeah. Um, because yeah. it was so quick. That's why like, so if like when the first time she took the pregnancy test, did you see the results in person yeah i know she took it in my bathroom and i was just waiting outside the door and yeah i saw it in person so i wonder if is there a chance uh, that she was maybe pregnant before well no it was her pregnancy test no, 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 but she, no, but she, she was came pregnant, pregnant because because it was a, oh, it was oh a, what you're saying month, is pre- oh pregnant during it was a when, month after which gotcha. isn't that long right i see like what you're normally, saying normally normally like she may have you, already been pregnant when she actually had the three. Yeah, right. very well could be. Yeah, and um, because normally you don't, you wouldn't necessarily be on high alert after only a month. Um, so this, I yeah, you know, I like to. I, I'm the same way. I I I like to believe and like hope for the best in people, but I know the evil <laughs> that people do, and you know, I my mind goes there as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I, I think ultimately, look, you guys were just ha- trying to have some fun and, 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 you know, now it's turned into a situation and now it's mainly about, you know, protecting yourselves, right? Yeah, I would, I would, um, I would, uh, I'm just confused about what she wants at this point. If she's not reaching out to you guys, um, yeah, that's a, that's like hard. You know, you drop this bomb and then you stop talking. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I mean, that could be a yeah. good thing too. Maybe right. she just realized that hey, that's he's not the father, and right. I'm just gonna go away. It'd be nice for It'd be her nice to if call she just, and say, right. she, I did find. She out. would do that though, right? Don't you, you think, think she would call if there was a way of her knowing for sure? 
No. But is there a way, way. for her knowing for sure until Dude, until she, until the baby's born? Is, she seems a little shady. It sounds off. She yeah. sounds yeah. pretty shady to me. I mean, she. Um, I mean, was like, there like you know? I mean, what was the Facebook feed like? Was it was it like you know? And how readily did she accept? Like, agree to this threesome? I did. Yeah, I, I, there's something that's off. Yes. Yeah. I would. I would be. I would be yeah. suspicious of this woman for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, most of the people I've talked to, they all kind of say the same thing once I lay the story out and kind of explain more. And I get, you know, the same, the same kind of feedback. As yeah. Well. Do you know people who know her? I mean, do you have mutual, any mutual friends at all? No. Oh, oh, that's a bummer. No, just the friends I introduced to her. Like she was, she had only moved here in December and uh, yeah, she's from halfway across the country. So no one that I knew really knew her. So she's kind of like, I don't know, the picture I'm getting is just, she's kind of maybe a little irresponsible, young, kind of flighty or whatever. <laughs> I mean, not, you know. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell her. Let's let's tell. Give her some final advice. This is a really hard. Mandy. Oh fuck. Like I'm. I'm so relieved though that you and your fiance seem to be handling this as a team because this could easily. You know, the this could destroy some things um, between you mm-hmm. two. So I'm glad. Now, okay. Let's just say though, it is your soon-to-be husband's baby, how is he feeling in all of this? What's his take on all of this? Uh, scared. He's very scared. Um, like, he would love to be a father, but he would love to be a father with me. Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, and he, you know, his big thing, too, is like, what do I say to my parents? <laughs> how do I explain this to my parents? Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, we try and find talk. some humor in it, but he's, He's a little scared for sure. Mandy, what's your gut? Do you, is your does your gut say like percentage wise that like like what does your gut say? Is, do you believe that it's your fiance's sperm that infiltrated or do you think that it may have been somebody else's? I think it's somebody else's. I I mean I agree with you. That's what Yeah, what happened to the sperm that night? I mean just is that okay to ask? Sure. Yeah. Mandy, do you mind answering? Did the sperm go... What, sorry? Where did the, the sperm go that Did the night? sperm go on her titties? Or it just went right up in there? Condoms? Like... No. Condom break? Um, or no not, condoms? Like, or no condoms. From what, oh, no condoms. That's right. No condom. But from what I remember, like, there wasn't a full ejaculation into her or anything. Um, but, I mean, you can never be, like, yeah, sure, sure, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, the fact that we, we did go and buy plan B um, and she didn't afterwards. Right. So, and, then, and you took you her know, around. We did try and take that step. I, yeah. Um, I took, you know, we both took time off work to like drive her to different places and try and help her out because we were scared. And, you know, it, we were relieved when she had told us that she wanted an abortion. And I was like, that's great. It's your decision. <laughs> we are also very thankful. Um so yeah, it was definitely a shock when she called or when it I sounds, talked to her. And part yeah, of me, sounds, part of me thinks you'll never hear from her again. I do too. I it sounds to me like like something happened post this, right? You know, and and pre this and pre yeah. this, yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah, and 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 she th- maybe had an idea, you know, and jumped on this thing and then realized, oh, this could get too thick, and I'm kind of freaked out by this, well, and I'm just going to run away mm-hmm. from it all. That's 
Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely kind of what I thought too. Like, it was just also weird how, you know, we invited her about a month later over for dinner and, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes into her being there asks me if I have a pregnancy test. And I mean, I'm sure I, I know girls who keep them on hand, but not everybody does. So it was just like, okay, this is interesting. I mean, I'm sure you could go out and buy your That's own. Very curious. Very That's very curious. That's very curious. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But who, who asked that question? And was is that, that something? Dinner, is that a normal yeah. question to ask? Was no, that right? weird? Like, were you guys like thinking about maybe hooking up again? Or was it like, a, are, is everyone okay? Are we all cool no. with this? Like, what was the vibe of that dinner? I, well, I just felt bad because she was, like, literally every day messaging me wanting to hang out with me. Um, she wasn't really, like, messaging my fiancé or anything at all, but she messaged me almost every day after the encounter to hang out, and I would put her off a lot because I was busy with work, and I felt bad after, you know, the, the months. Um, I think we got together, like, two other times, just a quick visit um, out for coffee, but... Yeah, I just felt bad for kind of putting her off. So I said, you know, I'll invite her over for dinner. But there was no plans for another threesome or anything. We were kind of over that. <laughs> Tornado person. Um, Mandy, I, I, my gut is telling me to be really careful Yeah. Um, with this person. And, and I, I'm not sure. Tell me what you think is happening right now, Anna. Because, I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and I want you to kind of just describe what you're envisioning this person, who this person is and the type of person this is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't because I, I wouldn't want to make any assumptions. But I, it, to me, the clues seem like um, she potentially is a little bit a little bit dangerous uh, and that sounds like an exact like that sounds like a lot like a heavy word to use in this but lost but lost. yeah and could Burning be man. you know like um i've had some friends in my life that um that ultimately seem like a liability and i've had to i've had to kind of break up with them and this this mm-hmm. woman seems a, like um uh, but, you know, at the same time, fuck, I, if your fiance did get her pregnant, then that's then that's a journey that you guys will all have to to go on together. And if she wants to include you, um, then you guys have a responsibility, um, you know, to some degree to, uh, you know, sort of go on that to figure out that journey that you would do with her. Um, but. I I think that Sim is I think I'm not sure if you should reach out to her at this point. Um I yeah. think I think it's okay to keep your distance until she I mean it sounds like she's felt comfortable in the past reaching out to you. You've helped her, you've given her options. Um it seems to me like uh, at this point um, They've been responsible and done what they needed to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would let her kind of make the next call and then um, assess, and then assess, and 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 then you know potentially get a lawyer. I, I think that's probably a really good idea. What Sim said, um, but I wouldn't. I would let her make the next move if she's been distant because there's a high likelihood that you know it was somebody else. Um, and you know that that um, that got her pregnant or or whatever. God, I, that, that sounds so archaic. That got, got her, her pregnant, pregnant. knocked um, her up. Yeah, well, um, but <laughs> but uh, I, that would my suggestion would be. Unfortunately, I'm sure you guys want a resolution to this, but um, 
but it, it but it might be a little bit and and I would I would just I would just be careful of of everything moving forward and be I think I would be careful of like how much you divulge like personal information to her um and I if you do get a lawyer I wouldn't tell her that necessarily right away yeah. I would I would just make yeah. sure that you guys are in full like protection mode and um for sure and kind of wait to see what her next move is and um because I, I don't know I think that's the right advice yeah that's the I right agree. advice I agree yeah you know I had a buddy who was going through a real shitty legal situation once and I think this is just about like not speculating staying present and you know and he said you know I said oh my god how are you dealing with this you know and I'm thinking outcome outcome and how terrible the outcome could be and he said you know I just I go in every day and I just hit the balls as they pitch them to me and I think this is a situation where you just kind of have to you know you don't you don't know what's next and don't try to kind of uh, speculate and just you know just hit the balls as they pitch them to you and you know and and mainly mm-hmm. for for your guys relationship right oh yeah that's the most important thing too yeah. I, I mean um is is protecting the two of you especially as you're entering into a marriage and um and uh and yeah i think but this this woman gives me a lot of red flags mm-hmm. um yeah and um the fact that i mean you know i admire people who are like incredibly open sexually because i wish i had the courage sometimes but i don't not always at least but because she was so readily into it and then also then wants to be a part of your lives and then brings this whole like storyline of pregnancy and then then like you know and wants wants you and to, to like sort of be a caretaker a bit or your friendship and then kind of disappears. There's a lot of things there that are not adding up. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't as curious as you guys, as much as you guys want to solve this problem, it will be unsolvable for a little bit. And, uh, I, I would wait till, till she, till she makes the next move. Yeah. Don't you guys think? I completely I, agree. But I got to tell you, I, I do feel so guilty as I'm like Why? attempting. Why? Well, I'm t- attempting to give out advice for a, a problem that I, uh, that I, I am un- totally unqualified. unqualified yeah. Well, you, but I'm, yeah. But I'm sure she's reaching out to us because I'm sure you've, how many people have you talked to about this, Mandy? I'm sure you've spoken to your family and friends. You've spoken to a lot of people yeah, about this, right? Yeah, um, well, not family yet. We've kind of Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, but not yeah, family, but friends. definitely friends. Um, Good idea, yeah. but it's not necessary And, like, yet. my boss, who's, like, amazing and gave me, like, solid advice. And the same thing. Um, yeah, right. everybody's basically said the same thing. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Good. good. Oh man, will you keep us posted though? I yes. I feel for you and congr- <laughs> congratulations on Please your. And-, and I hope that like I hope that all that all this stuff doesn't um, that it that it doesn't sort of um, oh I poison is the wrong word but but affect. sort of af- yeah, yeah affect like the joy of of um, adventure and your, fun and yeah your and your, your upcoming marriage yeah. and. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that, um, yeah, I hope that it's not like, oh, fuck. That's it. It's, man, 
I would... I would so much rather, Mandy, if you had been like, my one bridesmaid doesn't like the other bridesmaid. (laughs) 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 But, oh, man. So, listen, um, my thoughts are with you. Will you keep us posted if you feel comfortable? And... Um, oh, absolutely. And, and good vibes with everything. Yeah. Sending you good yeah, vibes. yeah. And you sound like you're a fucking awesome person. And you sound like you sound you sound like you're in you're all things considered in a good place. Because um, I feel like I'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mandy. Thanks, Mandy. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And I will definitely keep you posted. Please do. Please do. I know our, yeah, yeah, please do. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be thinking about you. I want to know what, what's going on. And, and we'll be thinking about you. And if you need a good <laughs> lawyer sure. reference, you know, maybe I can help you out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, boy. That was Whoa. Sim, that thing. was one of the fucking biggest ones we've had. That's intense. That's Shit, a good one, man. right? Yeah. I'm like She's I don't know what really the, well. Really I think well. so too. I, I but I, I felt like I have no fucking clue what to tell her. No, I felt so much sympathy for her, but I was like, God, how do you know? You because we want to fix stuff, right? And how do you fix this? Yeah, yeah. What you said earlier, oh my God, Mel, cautionary tale for threesomes. Yeah, my yes. God. You know, I everybody I've and you know, you know, we're married and we've had we've talked about it before. Sure. You know, I think everybody has, but I'll tell you, like. Everyone I know that's had one, it's gone fucking way south. Such a fucking bad idea. Bad idea. Bad, bad idea. idea. It never works out well. No. It's bad. No. It's, you know. As no much good as I like getting no, fucked by five so. guys at once, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I recommend it for everyone. Idea. No. <laughs> All right, we have a okay. The next call is is less Will intense. Will just texted me back. By the way. Oh no way! We'll we'll try him back in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. All right, let's call Angelica. Angelica is in San Antonio and she's thirty two. Right Hello. Hey, Angelica. It's Sim. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing really well. Here's Anna. Hi, Angelica. It's Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. I'm here with our amazing guest and dear friend, Mel Rodriguez. Hey, Anna. Hi. Hey, hey, it's Angelica. <laughs> Angelica, yes. Um, hey, thanks, Hi. thanks for being a part of our podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Angelica, what's making you uncomfortable about your upcoming wedding? First of all, congratulations. Yes. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm uncomfortable having my dad walk me down the aisle. Um, so my dad is really, um, my stepdad, he's raised me since I was four. So he married my mom. And then from that point on, like, he's the only father figure I've ever known. Um, my sister was born after they were married and it wasn't till I was older when I started to realize that he didn't treat us the same. Um, it just seemed like they had a better connection. He wanted to be more involved in, you know, what she was doing. And it seemed kind of fucked up but I started to think well maybe he's like that with her because she's his and I'm not um so we've always had like that really distant relationship and I kind of feel like he's a stranger and I don't want to hurt my parents feelings by telling them hey I kind of want to walk by myself um when I'm trying to like start this new chapter in my life 
but at the same time, I don't want to regret doing that either. Um, I know I have to have this conversation with both of my parents, especially with my dad, but I don't know how to bring it up. And I don't know if walking down the aisle alone is the right thing to do either. Okay. Well, um, so, okay. You're getting married in February. Has anyone else in your, has your mom brought this up at all? Like, yeah, she has. Yeah. So my mom and I are pretty close and she'll tell me things like, Oh, your dad's so excited. He doesn't know if he wants to wear like a suit or a tux and he's like trying to lose weight and he's like trying to do all these things to, you know, take initiative, but he doesn't tell me those things. Like she's like in between and I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, that makes me feel good that he's excited, but it's different when it's coming from her and it's not coming from him. Of course. Yeah. That makes complete sense. I mean, the whole, there's so many traditions about fucking weddings that are so sexist and archaic. And I I mean, and if you don't feel right about it, you know, your day. Yeah. I would love it if you, if, if, if you could, gently it's all about timing you have to remember this it's all about timing gently tell your mom listen i'm an independent woman i would like to walk down the aisle by myself it doesn't feel right in this day and age maybe not make it personal it doesn't yeah yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel right this day and age to have a man give me away because i'm not owned by a man um Mm -hmm. and i love you mom so much and i can't wait for this wedding and I can't wait for you guys to be a part of it and I can't wait to like look at you and dad out there um when I'm up there and and you know have you be proud of me um but I would like to enter into this as as just alone and and be and present myself as as the independent woman that I am wow that's perfect I I could not come up with that that's amazing yeah like there's there's nothing you could say it. to that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think about saying it that way. And I tried to talk to my fiance about it. And he was like, well, what if he feels bad? Or what if you regret it the, later? Hey, listen, people feelings, fucking, but... anybody who wants to feel bad about a wedding will make that choice. It is part of like I have I have a whole diatribe about my feelings. Don't about you weddings. talk about this in the book? That's upcoming yeah, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like people, people will bring what they want to bring. Like weddings, they they will bring it. They'll bring whatever hurt feelings, grievances. They'll make they'll make it about them if they can, if they want to, and that's their choice. That's theirs. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Um, if you don't feel good about having your dad like linking arms with you, if that's going to make you feel like this, that, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make you feel just right, then that's your choice. I, the choice that is yours though, is about how much, um, how, how you sort of handle like the drama element and by making it not about him at all, making it about you wanting to um, sort of break like some sexist traditions that happen around weddings and just you presenting yourself as an independent woman who wants to um, who wants to walk down the aisle alone um, then then that's 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 what you should do 
And um, that's so insightful. I honest, Tim, I I wouldn't have thought of that either. No way. Well, and I you feel guys like it said. doesn't make. Oh God, I, I don't probably, know. I would have. My advice. Nothing would have been, as good as that. My advice would have been advice that would have made her stepdad feel awful. Yeah. Right. Same here. Yeah. You know. Me too. Because I would have is... just had. It would, have, it would have been an honest conversation, saying that I don't feel comfortable with this and getting all out there. But he would have felt terrible, and it would have messed up the whole relationship with the no. mom eventually. And, and this I just is so know diplomatic. that this is, this is the diplomatic way to yeah. go. And no one's feelings are hurt. His feelings will still be hurt a little, right. but not as much as it would have been. They would and have been if it was the other way I around. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't feel like you should be the person walk me down the aisle. Right. You know, like maybe there is someone exactly. else, but not you. She can keep those thoughts to herself. Yes. Now. Right. Yeah. And this hopefully will. Like your mom may put up a little bit of a fight. Like your dad's going to be so hurt, or whatever. And you can just say, "Well, I hope that he's not." You know, but um, this is something, you know, mom, it's 2000, well, it'll be 2018, it's 2018, and I I, I want to do this by myself. And, and I, I hope and I love respect see that. He loves me so much that I'm sure he'll understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can't, I, I'm, I'll be so proud to, like, look at you too. The unfortunate thing about weddings is that as the bride and groom, you have to play the bigger person sometimes and it sucks mm-hmm. because it should be your fucking day and you should be able to be completely selfish and like have a temper tantrum if you want or whatever. But in the long run, what it's easier and a, a better game plan for joy on that very day is if you, you have to fucking be the bigger person and suck it up, but still get things your way. You know what I mean? We were just yeah. talking about this outside, about how complicated yeah. these things can get. Yeah. Expectations and other people's expectations. and Yeah. It's your day. It's your day. It's your day. But um, but pa- when parents get involved in the fucking wedding, man, it can easily turn into like <laughs> a total shit show. And people want it to be their day, too. And so that's why you have to... I've got a question. Yeah? Is this something you feel like you could do? Or, or say? Yeah. Ooh, do I mean? Um, no. Oh, really? <laughs> why like not? <laughs> um, just because, like, we don't really talk to each other. Like, I'll go to my parents' house, and I'm like, hey, Dad, and he's like, hey, what's up? And that's it. Well, like, but you don't need to no, talk to like, him. Yeah. You don't need to talk to him at all. Yeah. You, don't need, you don't need to talk to him, and you don't even really, unless your mom direct like asked directly, you don't really even need to talk to this her. This communication about it. is just solely between you and your mom. Yeah. yeah. And leave it yeah. at that. And and even then, it's like unless she is bringing it up all the time. That's why. That's why I talk about like timing. Um, if she's bringing it up a lot because she's sensing that you don't want that, then then you have to like really sit her down probably sooner rather than later. And tell her, this is the vision that I have for my wedding. I envision my bridesmaids and I envision myself walking independently because mom, mm-hmm. you raised me to be an independent woman. And, um, yeah. and so <laughs> I like, I, like I, and I love you and I love dad and I can't wait for this day, but it's important for me to walk down that aisle alone it's that's that's a really important thing for me and um yeah so i 
and I think, and I can't imagine that he would bring it up. And if he is weirdly resentful, then that there's, there's another like very good fucking reason he shouldn't be walking you down the aisle. You know, if yeah. he's not brave enough to actually bring it up with you and he's resentful about it, well, then that's his own fucking journey. Um, and, but I, I think you stay strong in this and, but handle it with, with grace. Ti- grace timing. It's all about the fucking timing. What's t- explain timing. Well, if, um, if nobody's bringing it up for a while, cause February is still a ways away. If people aren't bringing it up, um, then she won't have to, you won't have to bring it up for a while, you know? And mm-hmm. when, you know, it comes closer and your mom maybe says something like, well, dad's going to be walking down the aisle. What do you think he should be wearing? Or, you know, dad's nervous about walking you down the aisle. That, um, that's when you say like, mom, no one's walking me down the aisle. I'm walking by myself. This is my yeah. journey. And I love you so much. And this, this, is a, this will be a good growth thing for you. You know, if this makes you nervous, those are anything that makes you nervous. Any confrontation in life that makes you nervous is a good indication that you should do it. Because it is a good period of growth, you know? Um, confrontation yeah. fucking terrifies me. Sucks. It. Yeah, me too. And, and, but, it, but every time I've had to do it. It's a breakthrough. Yeah, yep. it is. And I've grown stronger um, with, every, with every moment that I've had to be courageous in that. So, um, can I, you, yeah. this show is called unqualified, but I feel like you just, you, you, you're totally qualified for this one. Thanks Mel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for you. sure. I feel like I should pay you. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, no. But, but I, but I feel strongly in this because I do feel, I have a lot of opinions about weddings. I've gone through a couple, um, been a part of a lot. Um, and you know, and there's a lot of like, for a woman, there's a lot of fucking duty. And there's a lot of expectation and people reveal their hands, you know? And, um, so I I would just, as much as you can be rational, be calm, be loving and be strong. You know, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. And please let us know. Please let us know. Yeah, and, let us and know don't, how it went down. Don't cave on this because if you're linking arms with somebody that it doesn't and it doesn't quite feel right, like you know, she's gonna regret it for the rest of her life. Yeah. Well, she will. I, I, well, yeah. Remember, you're you're it's gonna remember like your wedding. The biggest thing in the world. But it's a big but, deal. Because, but it's a big. But it's a compromise within her. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. And that's she, why she'll regret right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. Ener- don't energeti- compromise. Energetically, it's gonna screw up your whole day. And yeah, it's, you know it's a big. It's an important day. Exactly. For you. Yeah, it's an important day for you. You are not owned by a man. Fucking word. Thank you, Angelica. <laughs> Bye, Angelica. Thank you guys. Bye. 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 We love you. Love you. Congratulations. <laughs> she didn't uh, hang up. Did she hang up? She hang up. She hung up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I want to call Will real quick, yeah. and if we can't get through to him, we're just gonna. But tell right, him. right, like that was right on. That was so right on the money, and the whole way of going about it was just like Switzerland, and like not really like you know not hurting anyone's feelings, and still at the end of the day, like asking for what you want. It's so yeah, hard. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. It's and especially for a woman, it's like it's a lifelong struggle. And um, and uh, but I, well, you know, because it's 
because, you know, women so quickly get labeled difficult or, you know, bitchy or, you know, all these other fucking things. And it's just like, you know, why? Just because I'm asking for what I want. You right. know what I mean? And also, and the uh, the whole concept of a man sort of giving you away in it's, general is uh, fucking weird. It's all, yeah. yeah. The white dress, like the whole, like, yeah, you clearly, you don't get me started on the wedding No, thing. I know. Just tell him to relax. Don't worry about this. He's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, don't, tell him to eat whatever he wants. But people bring their shit. They bring their shit wedding. big time. They do. Oh, my God. I had a friend recently whose mom was planning i mean she became like a fucking demon you know yeah. she was pre- preparing the wedding for her son you know oh boy and her son's wife you know his his her son's wife was just you know she was a mess she was like i just have got to surrender completely to the you know the absolute will of these people because they just you know they have taken over and i have no choice in anything i'm just like all right it's their day not ours but, right. Yeah. 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 It's like, don't, I, why am I forced to live your unfulfilled dream? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you in the ass. Yeah. Fuck you deep in the ass. Right in the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to end it? Or, because Will's not going to pick up. He's not picking up. He's not going to pick up. Um, yeah. yeah. I have to go deal with a nanny situation, I think. All right. Yeah. Well, let's thank our. Mel? I got to go guest. see my friend who just got out of jail. Fuck yeah. That's right. Didn't we say we were talking about Wait, that? wait, hold on. Before you go, please yeah. tell, this, tell us a story real no, quick. No, he didn't just get out of jail, but he did about a year ago. He And it was bullshit, but he did. Man, he's a guy I grew up with who I really love, and we were we were really good friends. We still are. And, you know, he got, he went to fucking jail for 15 years for fucking weed. Oh, God. Weed. You believe that? Oh, my Florida. God. Fuck Florida. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Yep. Fuck that shit. For weed. For weed. That's that's fucked Insane. up. Insane. Fifteen fucking years of his life, dude. You know what I mean? I would and like be his so, kids don't I, have a I, dad I for fifteen years. Uh, like I would be so ang- I, I would be so filled with anger. Oh my god. You know. So, I mean, he's surprisingly, you know, he's still a good good guy. You know, but it does change you. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, I I does love. Does he want a headshot? <laughs> Maybe that'll make it better. Yeah, that'll make. It'll all make it worth it. <laughs> thank you so much, Mel. Hey, Mel. Thank you, yeah, guys. thank you. I fucking love you so much. I love you too, Anna. Yeah, thanks for being here. My pleasure. And uh, yeah, I hope we can do it again. And I hope you're in my life forever and ever. Back at you. Yeah, right. the old folks home. Oh, will you tell yeah. Sim to fuck off? We always forget that. Really? Fuck. Yeah, we say thank fuck you, Sim. Sim. Thank oh, he you said Sim. thank you instead of fuck you, Sim. Fuck you, Sim. I knew I was But I said it as though I was that saying Sim. thank you. You're such a if great guy. If you could guy. see Sim's face, it's the it's a really kind eyes. It's such a sweet face. I know. That's oh, why we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and hard a to handsome say, face. Fuck you. How, how do and I say fuck you, Sim, really nicely? Fuck you, Sim. Oh, that was sweet. Oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Good night, listeners. Good night. Good night, everybody. Hey guys, hey. 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 Paul Shear. Paul, you're sitting right there. Oh wow, it's like a real setup, like a podcast situation. Oh, yes. You know, do you want to move over here more? You can't see, but let's just either or move back. Why don't we all move back? Or no, I mean, I want you guys closer. Oh, you two are sitting together finally. So. The, 
these two are in a, are in a relationship, okay. but they're always sitting on, like, they're never sitting together. For the first, and now they're finally being they all loving professional. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But this was circumstance. Like, we walked in and these were only seats. Yeah. So you really don't want to be sitting next to your girlfriend. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We were just talking. Are we talking? Are we on mic? Are we like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're recording, so you can just talk. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Anna, please, your guest. Hey, Paul. Um, sure. What's up? So, what made you want to start a podcast? You know, for me, when we started doing podcasting, it wasn't a thing. It really wasn't. Yeah, because you were what, like tell us pioneer. What year. Tell us yeah. what year. Well, I God, I don't have any idea. Like 2010, uh, 2009. Sure. So I mean, that, yeah, right? around there. Yeah, but like, before this is important, guys. This is before the native iTunes podcasting app was available on your phone. Before it was native. Yes. Before it was on. So it was people who had to find you. They, they couldn't just find you on your phones. They had right. to actually seek we would, you out. We would tell people to go to the website, the Earwolf.com website, right. and you could listen to it there. And but again. It didn't seem like a thing. It just seemed like a fun thing to do. Well, tell so us how you get started. Like, t- well, t- what's, yeah. what's the story? Obviously, everyone knows that you've been a performer, actor, writer, sure. producer for a really long time. And then how did you actually get into podcasting? So my friend, Scott Ackerman, was doing this radio show uh, called Comedy Death Ray. And it was on like 92.3 K-Rock. I had done radio in New York. I'd done K-Rock in New York. And it was so much fun to do live radio. And... So he was doing that show, and then he met with this guy, and they were like, podcast, that's the future. So they started this company, and Scott knew I had that background, and he was like, why don't you just like, do an improv podcast or do something like that? I just remember going, well, the only podcasts that were starting and available at the time that I was starting to do a podcast were all these interview shows. I was like, oh, the last thing I want to do is like not a take on an interview show. Like It was just sort of like... It was everyone was just being a talk show host. There was no like, and I think one of the things that's so great about your show is like it's very like, it's very specialized, and I think that's like one of the cool things about it. Like, right. but it, back in the day, it was like everyone was doing the same thing. Like, where'd you get started? How'd you do this? What did you do here? And it and it just felt so bland and boring. I was like, I want to try to do something different, and our podcast came across like super organically because one night I was at a party uh, with my friend Jason and my Jason wa- Manzoukas. Jason Manzoukas and my wife June and we were telling him how we saw this movie Wall Street 2 Money Never Sleeps Shia LaBeouf <laughs> classic uh, Michael Douglas sequel to the popular Wall Street film and we were talking about this movie it was so crazy and it was so um, like bad on another level and in the middle of that conversation Jason said, look, that's a podcast. And I was like, oh, that could be a really fun podcast. And so the idea of like just sitting around with a group of friends talking about bad movies became how did this get made? And we went in and we recorded a test show. And back in the day when Earwolf first started, we were in a uh, like you could rent it out. Like if you were in a band, you could like rent out a record, like uh, not a, a practice room. So we were in like a small little sweaty crappy little room where you would hear like just drums banging and guitars being played nonstop. And we would record our episodes there. And then honestly, it sounds so dumb, but we just, I didn't really pay attention to it. Like I should have, I guess like I, it just sort of, we just kept on doing it. It was like, that's what we do. And we'll continue to do it. And, and just kept on growing and getting more How did more you release popular. it? You just release it on the website? Well, the benefit of that was, we were part of this like company, like so. so explain, this- okay, everyone. I mean, do, are you guys familiar with Midroll and Earwolf? Does anyone know what Midroll is? 
So well, yeah, so back in the day, like Earwolf was just basically like a website that was launching podcasts. There was no advertising on it. There, there was, was nothing. Midroll wasn't even around anymore. Midroll wasn't no, a it thing. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even a thing at all. Midroll it, yeah. became a thing when Earwolf became more popular. But in the beginning, right. it was just people just making podcasts and whatever podcasts yes. were. It was sort of like, oh, you like you know, it's like YouTube videos, but you listen to them. That was like the pitch of what a podcast was. And I'd listen to Mark Marin off and on in that early time. And so, yeah, so we just started doing this thing, and then all of a sudden, advertisers came in, and more advertisers. And then Midroll, which is basically an advertising company, came in. And, and Midroll now has become very successful in the sense that they are, they sell podcast ads. They're just, you know, so they'll partner up good people. Uh, I recently got in trouble with Midroll because... Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah, well... So Squarespace is an, uh, a supporter of our website. Oh, we're going to get this. Uh, by the way, I'm going okay. to be playing a Squarespace ad from you. In a, in a oh, okay, Unless great. you don't want me to. You certainly can. Okay. I would love it. Well, would make, it might be the ad that you got in trouble. Uh, you got in trouble with him? I did all recently. Right, well, all right. So I got in trouble because um, we got in a couple complaints that Squarespace uh, was allowing like these alt-right websites to be on their server, right? And yeah. it was like the biggest alt-right uh, websites. And so a lot of our audience is complaining. And it's something I take very seriously is like our audience. I want to make sure our audience yeah. feels, you know, and I always think that you can't like take the audience. Like I love our audience and our audience makes the show and, and I, I want to respect them 100%. But I also know sometimes the squeaky wheel is like a very small percentage, but you kind of balance it. I also agreed with it. I was like, yeah, I don't know if we should be yeah. supporting this thing. And it was brought to my attention. So anyway, we got into a big thing with Squarespace about, what we didn't feel comfortable with and what they felt comfortable with. And then they said, we would never, ever pull that. And then as soon as Charlottesville happened, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll pull that. Yeah, we'll pull that. And uh, and then <laughs> the first ad back after Charlottesville, after they had announced they had stopped supporting those sites, I was like, now uh, Squarespace, not supporting Nazis anymore. <laughs> like, and I was like, so we're done with the Nazis. And I just, and I said it in like a real tossed away thing. And then I literally have been on the phone about it for the last two Guys, days. Guys, we're going to oh, talk, no. yeah. we're gonna oh, talk later about what makes host red ads memorable. Uh, we'll get into that later, but just give you an example of what he just did right there. You're not going to forget that that was a Squarespace ad because of what he just said. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about ads, yeah. right? But we'll yeah. So anyway, so Midroll came and Midroll now, I think, is the reason why Scripps, which is another big company, bought Earwolf and Midroll because Midroll isn't just a podcasting company, which is a, a profitable endeavor, but it really is the profitable endeavor is the place that sells the ads to everybody. They're not, they're, Midroll is a, uh, they'll sell across any, you know, it's Earwolf, it's Nerdist, right. it's it, it, uh, many, many a site. When we get uh, David Raphael, who is our sales agent, um, we're going we're gonna to discuss more about how ad sales actually work. Um, and uh, but it's it's actually there is, there is a formula to it. Yeah, it's and pretty interesting. We're talking about CPMs. We'll talk about all this stuff. We won't bore you with that stuff. We're going to talk about fun stuff with Paul here today. But then but we'll get to that yeah. later. And then like and then I got involved because I liked our show so much. I got involved with this uh, spinoff company of Earwolf called Wolf Pop, and Wolf Pop was. I think a flawed idea from the beginning. It was not my idea. I was brought in. They were like, hey, you like podcasts and you know good people. Like, do you want to help us build this thing? So you were a curator. Yeah. I came in on the ground floor and the idea was let's create a pop culture podcasting network. And I thought that was an odd thing because I was like, well, we already have Earwolf. Why are we segmenting Earwolf off to another network? That like it's like it's a sister network. And I just didn't – I never felt confident in that idea because there are shows on Earwolf – 
our show, namely one of them, like that was about pop culture. But we were on Earwolf, but then our pop culture network, it, we, it, like, it just, yeah, yeah, and so it, it, it felt it felt flawed. But one of the cool things about that was from doing it in a very passive way, doing the show and just having fun, and then going, oh, we can go on tour with the show and selling out big places. That I got to be involved in roping people in to do podcasts and talk to them and find out you know, what makes a good podcast, what doesn't make a good podcast. And I will say that our launch of Wolf Pop, we have, I, I think we kept about 80% of the podcasts that we started there. And that was like a pretty good average of like good stuff. It just, the network itself was hard to kind of launch because it was like, this is a really popular thing. Let's now make a, an, a thing that's like off to the side of that popular thing. The same way I kind of feel about like, Netflix is so popular and then like Disney's like, well, we're going to yeah. make our own streaming service. Like, well, why? No, we already right. like it there. It's like that. Now I got to be like on three different things. So it's like, yeah. so yeah, like I feel like that's part of the thing too is, you know. And but here's the thing though. I mean, with podcasting, we're all trying shit out. It's such a, such a nascent industry where it's like, we still don't know what works. I talk to my rep every single day figuring out what are interesting ways to monetize. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. let's let's do a naming rights. Let's name a segment. Let's We're just figuring yeah. all this stuff out. So with Midroll, Scripps bought Stitcher. Yes. And then now Midroll and Stitcher are now sister companies. So, right, and so and Stitcher, Earwolf, and Stitcher yeah. by the way, is the Android equivalent of the the uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts um, button, the, the app. So anyone that does not have an iPhone will listen to podcasts usually on either Pocket Casts or Stitcher. But again, the percentages, I think I told you it's the first, ca first class. For us, 85% iOS and then 15% everything else. So the, you know, Android, even though it's 50% of the entire world, it still has a lot of catching up to do in terms of podcast consumption is concerned. Now, Earwolf, and I should say now, I'm keeping it straight, Midroll, because Earwolf isn't even around anymore, right? Earwolf is around. Oh, they're still around. Yeah. Earwolf is just a subsidiary it's, of, like, right. it's like, so Midroll is like the parent company, and then they have all but, these different So they're things. doing Earwolf for comedy, and then Stitcher, now they're, now they're branding Stitcher for Katie Couric and other shows like right. that, right? So because Stitcher is kind of like the Netflix for podcasts. Like, there are these premium shows that I actually think is a great way to launch a podcast, because there are some shows that are super... Um, like that are super small audience based. Like we did a show with Rich Summer from Mad Men and he is like loves board games. Like absolutely like his uh, like he is the biggest board game person I've ever met. Like his garage is filled floor to ceiling of board games. I so want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was great. Um, and, and so he had the show really about board game culture. Now that's like not a show that's going to succeed. I think in a major, like that's not going to get hundreds of thousands of listeners, it, but it will get a very active base of loyal listeners. And I thought that was really interesting. So that's where like something like Stitcher comes in where you can do, um, you can maybe have a one company kind of support that and like put that out there or the audience supports it. You know, it's like, and that's, and that's been a big thing. It's like you pay to listen to the things that you want to do. I've done that with Bandcamp. I do that with, you know, I, I support different things, you know, and so I feel like that's kind of a cool way to, to think about podcasts, too, because not everything has to be, like, super mainstream. Exactly. That's true. What kind of personal reward, though, do you get out of podcasting? You know, for me, coming from UCB, which is the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is a comedy theater and improv theater that started in New York, the best part of that theater, and still to this day, I perform there every week, is just getting up and, like, messing around with 
my friends. And like, so we do a show and the people in that group, it's like Rob Hubel, who I did Human Giant with and he's done on Transparent and Rob Riggle, who's been at 21 Jump Street and everything like that. And like Chad Carter is a writer for Detour, Owen Burke, who is like the head of uh, Will Ferrell, USC alum, uh, his company. He might be coming to a class, guys. I'm, I don't want to get your hopes up. Yeah, dude. Uh, just throw that out oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> your your agent, Jason Heyman, reps and Will Ferrell as well. So wow. I have a connection. Not to him. read the syllabus. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Oh. You know, it's like, <laughs> I didn't see you taking any notes. Uh, but, but to me, the original genesis of the show was just getting together and messing around and just like having fun. And that's our podcast is a conversational podcast. I always feel like our show is like you're hanging out with a bunch of friends and you just happen to be a non-participatory like, uh well, I, I said that wrong, but a person is not going to participate in the conversation. You're just kind of listening to four people that are friendly with each other have a conversation. And so that to me is really fun. And it's the only thing that's hard for me is I do all the work for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to ask you so, about yeah. that. Like, what do you like? Do you, all the editing and or? No, no, not that. I, we, we, and that's the one booking. of the things. Like, the, the, yeah, the booking. Um, I have two amazing interns that help me with the research. But I'm putting everything together. I'm booking the guests. I'm booking. The I venues. do all the work as well. I know, and that's the thing. We get together and we'll like we'll kind of just bitch about like how hard it is to real. And you do ed- the editing. I do it all. Yeah, you do the drops. I do the you whole you talk thing. to the advertisers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hard thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. And so like, see, I have to keep quiet. I I just have to shut up because she's the boss. <laughs> oh, I love making you mad though. <laughs> I, can, I know I'm gonna like pay for that later. Oh, delicious. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, go on. But yeah, so that like really that's where it came from. And my whole point of view and uh, when I would talk to people about making a podcast, I know you guys have already talked about this, but is you have to love what you're doing because there's no guaranteed audience, right? Like the only way that you're going to get an audience, in my opinion, first of all, it's very easy for us to come here and be like, 
make a podcast. We're famous. Like we, we yeah, like, like you know, it's like yeah, it's we have a huge head start above all of you. Like, and no doubt about it. I make no bones. Like yes. it's like oh well, my advice is uh, you know be on a TV show and then start a podcast. No, it's like um, yeah. So I mean, so the only way that your podcast is going to rise up from it is if you genuinely enjoy it. It shouldn't be a burden. It should be fun. It should be something you want to do. And then hopefully. Someone hears it, and then someone else hears it, and it's it's like it's the best way I hear about podcasts is through friends. And like, I'm a super Disney nerd. I love like Disneyland stuff. And there's like a podcast I love that I pay for on Bandcamp. I don't know who listens to this podcast, but I listened to it and someone said it, and I was like, and it's a great. It's like I don't know why. Like it scratches an itch I didn't even know I had. Um, but I'm excited about it. And so, like, and I share that with people. And Wait, then what is it? And, wh- and why do you like it? I like it because <laughs> it's the most, like, nerdiest conversation you could have about, about theme parks. Oh, theme oh, parks. Oh, okay. And right. Disney specifically. Because uh-huh. it's the guy who writes, like, the travel books for Disneyland. It's Jim Hill and then his partner, Len Testa. And I don't listen to it every single week, but I'll binge on it sometimes. It'll be like... They'll just tell you about all the inner workings. It's like, oh, yeah, well, the river's a light this week. Well, they had a major shutdown. They can't figure <laughs> out why the pyrotechnics don't work. Well, I talked to a guy who's working in the ride, and this guy said this. And you're like, and it's like, I don't know if it's like the realm of it is so like, they have like Disney insiders. Like, okay, well, you know, let me tell you about the Captain EO revamp. Uh, I was there. It was a mess. And so, <laughs> so like, there is something like that that is so like super super nerdy uh, and i love it and it's it's so it's great and i listen to like but i go all across the board like i just don't listen to like the popular ones i have a show that i love that i feel like people don't even know about and this show's been going on forever called like uh best show and this guy tom sharpling and he started this on the radio and it's basically him just taking calls and then in the middle of it he'll get a fake caller. It's amazing. It's a super fun show. But he has tried a few different things. He was on the radio and then he went to podcasts and now he's like a pay, like a, a Patreon, right? Is that Patreon. a thing? Patreon, yeah, thing. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. You just hear from your friends. And so my whole thing is like, if you like what you're doing and you genuinely are into it, hopefully then that will appeal to someone and that and it just goes around. It just passes it around. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard to get... 40,000 listeners in a field where there are a ton of podcasts. It's hard to get 5,000 listeners. Yeah. It's hard to get 3,000 listeners. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm but, talking the, to, but the to, beauty is it's democratic. Yes. It is democratic. It's it completely isn't, democratic. It isn't. Like, and, and I think that that, like, and, you know, but I will say this. Like, I'm starting to believe that the thing that makes podcasts interesting or successful is accessibility. I think the reason why our show has become accessible is because everyone's watched bad movies. Everyone's talked to their friends about bad movies. You can listen to one of our episodes. You can listen to episode 167 or episode one, and it doesn't make a difference. Like, you would maybe get some of the. Yeah. There's not like inside it's, jokes. It's an evergreen show. But which so is, really is your important. show. And that's yes. another thing. It's like, and, you, and maybe you come for the guest, and then, or you come for you, or you, and then you stay. And I think, but. But a show that is built in mythology and in comedic conceits uh, is harder. I think it's a harder thing. Like one of the shows we launched that I was really proud of was Blacklist Podcast. And Blacklist Podcast is a podcast that was Franklin reading Franklin uh, Frank Leonard who created the Blacklist. Like we would read these scripts, unproduced scripts that were great. And we great would idea. act them out and we'd sound design them and make them good. And ultimately, I don't want to sound crass about it, but it, no one cared. 
Like, and, it, and we had great casts and we had everything. And so you would think like, we got the talent, we have the, the amazing scripts. And it was weird. It's like people, I don't know what people want to listen to, if it's more conversational, if it's like, it's hard. It's, it's a hard it's thing. Very, it's very, very hard. It's very hard. But you know, the one thing about your show, which I absolutely love, it's the reason that I, it's one of my favorites and it has been for a very long time. Uh, it's because even if I haven't seen the movie, it's still funny. You guys are so fucking funny. Because you don't have to see the movie to enjoy your show. But it's like, I think the thing with us, and thank you, Renice, for saying that, uh, but I think for us, it's it's just, it's a conversation. It's it's people Hanging with a chemistry. With, yes. And I feel like when I've done your show, it's super fun. I mean, we hate each other in real life, but on the podcast, it comes off really good. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> right? good it, yeah, really, well. yeah, it really works. <laughs> um, but no, but it's like, but I think that that's what people tune in for I mean when I first started listening to your podcast like the first episodes it was so fun because it was so sloppy no <laughs> but you know what I, I believe in sloppy for podcasts we do too. I really do, we do too. because it's like that's what makes it endearing to a certain extent you I think the reason why Instagram stories or Snapchat is ultimately these things that take off is because you're in the space with this person you're there and like I don't want to I, I listen to the daily every morning the New York Times like does this like daily it's great great Super produced, really well done. But I want to hear that all the time. I want to hear my 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 Disney dudes just kind of uh, you know. <laughs> but like, or but I mean, but that's it. Like, I want to hear people having a conversation. It, like, it's I love talk radio. I mean, I don't want to trigger anybody, but I am the biggest fan of Howard Stern. I grew up with Howard Stern, and and Howard Stern, especially now, has is kind of really gone into more of this podcasting form. We'll talk about ad reads. I mean, he. Everything I know about ad reads, well, I he hates from podcasts. Let's be clear about well, that. Well, he hates podcasts because I don't think he understands. He doesn't, like, he doesn't get it yet. He doesn't understand that you can make money from podcasts. Well, I don't think he, he even understands. Like, yeah. it's well, like that's old, a lot of old radio well, people. Yeah. But wait, why? Because of the fact there's no barriers to entry. Because his entire staff has a podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean no barriers of entry? What there are mean? zero barriers to entry. Anyone can have a podcast and put it out there. I think. So what, that's uh, why that's his. Reasoning? He thinks that people. Podcast is not radio. He goes every day. He goes, podcast is not radio. And he's wrong. Podcast is radio. It's just radio. You can listen to it anytime you want, wherever you want. I think the thing that he has an issue with ultimately is their show is very big up like pranking like really, really low level podcasts. Like, yeah. And the call in shows and stuff like that. So whenever you right. play it, the audio quality is terrible. So, like, when they talk about podcasts on the show, they're talking about a very specific right. low fi version of podcasts. It's like, it's like saying, like, I hate TV, but you've only watched public access. It's like, yeah, well, there's other versions of this thing. It's like the thing about Howard Stern that I really like is when it's its best. I think he created reality TV because I think he has a staff and they're talking to the staff and it's all these interpersonal dynamics and it's everyone. It's like you like today it was just I was listening to them talk about their like what they eat when they go to McDonald's. And it was a very cat. It was like, well, you're so fat. Why? How can you be diabetic and be so fat? And he was like, well, he was like, well, I order this at McDonald's. Like, well, you eat that much at McDonald's. Like, and it's like I'm, I'm so engaged. Why do you of- care? Tell me why you care. Because I'm listening. It's voyeuristic. It's why reality yeah, TV is exactly. successful. It's it's a conversation that I can relate to on some level. I may not eat at McDonald's. I don't know. I don't know. It's like you care about these characters. You're coming back. And I think a good podcast, you're not characters, but like I don't think we're characters. We are personalities that you want to hear, oh, well, what's their take on this or what's their take on that? And so whether or not that Howard, you know, and that's what I think he gets from these interviews too. It gets so, and you do this well, really well too. You, you let people get their guard down. And then you get these like amazing nuggets that aren't like 
pre-manufactured talk show things. I hate talk shows now. Like I hate doing talk shows because you have to come out there and you have to like hit the ground running and like the first story, everything's got to be a joke and it's like there's no, it's like it's not interesting to me. Thanks. And we've talked about this uh, a bit that, um, you know, podcast, it's obviously long format. I don't know if this, if we realized this for a while, but when celebrities give strangers advice, you end up learning more about them um, than you would just asking them because yeah. you know everyone has their guard. Well, yeah, because they're they're like in this help mode or like, like yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's less about them, you know. And I think well, one of the things I think is so fun about your show and it's so different than any other show that I've done is it's in your house, yeah. and that's what makes your show so dynamically different. You're getting something. People let their guard down on long form and. And the same thing, it's like, I'm a big fan of conversational podcasts. That's all I, I mean, I'll listen to like S-Town and I love S-Town. It's great. But it's not going to be the only thing I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you both a question. So I feel like I'm so dry. I'm sorry, guys. I feel like I have like, <laughs> like a very, very like straight podcast answers. No, these, this, right. this is a podcast class. All right. All right. It's exactly all what right. you're supposed to be doing. Um, but a question for both of you. I want to know, because we talked about the intimacy of podcasting. When you do a live event, and I know you do a bunch of live events, and, it, and your show is perfect for a live event because you have funny people making people laugh, so it works. Tell me how you feel about live events versus doing something more intimate in, inside uh, a studio or inside a room. Well, live events for us uh, came out of the fact that it was way easier for us to schedule our time to do a live show. Like, whereas we had to like book studio time is getting hard. Uh, Jason, June and I all work across different platforms and different things. So to get all of our schedules together was hard. So a Saturday night once a month at Largo, which is where we do our shows, was great. We know it's great. And now we get it. We announce it. It sells out. It's perfect fun. And then we're like, oh, we should actually take this on the road. And we've done it in these places. It's weird because we're doing like, we just did like, 1,500 or 1,700 people last week at like Jacob Javits Center. And it's weird because I like a nice small room. The laughs are there. And it's like, it's intimate, but it's a room. But then you're doing like these giant rooms where the ceilings suck and it's deep and you don't feel that connection. And so now my new thing is I only want to play really nice theaters. Like we're playing Town Hall and that's like 1,200 seats. It's a lot, but it's also built like a theater so you feel connective tissue like we did paramount theater it feels like a theater it's like and i think that that's my new like trick is like i still want to make it feel like an intimate experience when i was a kid i used to watch garrison keeler do like um his show like live from town hall as a kid it was like amazing it's like a very like produced npr-ish like a radio show uh but it was like you felt like you were right there on stage and it was quiet and I don't know, but we also make our audience part of the show at the live shows, and that's one of the big things, too. It's like, I, if we're doing a live show, that you are part of the show, and that's the only way I want to do the live show, because why else do we do it? So, And that's part of my whole thing about involving the audience. But what about you? You've done, you, like, you've done like those big ones. Like You did that EW Fest, which we opted out of because I was nervous about that room. Uh, yeah. Wait, you, uh, we, no, you couldn't do it because you were doing the, um, the mid-roll fest at the same time. It was the same we, time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, all right, Midroll Fest, I guess we Oh yeah, in Anaheim. In Anaheim. Right, yes, right. But I was also nervous. I may have said that, but I was also <laughs> nervous about the I was doing that. But I was nervous about it because I didn't know what the setup was gonna be. And I've had a bad experience in these like converted spaces. Everyone right. be like, this is uh, welcome. Like the room that we're in right now, it's like this is the um 
you know, the unqualified theater. And it's like, okay, I guess. And they throw some chairs in there, like, do a show, monkeys, you know, it's like, and that's it. Like, you know, and it's like, and, and you have no control over it sometimes. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but we've done three now. We've done three. And, uh, but, but because our format is about, it's about, you know, it not only are sort of the, the format of podcasts, it's, it's intimate, but also our show, we're talking to people about, they're serious things, and they're they're relate. You know, yeah. You and, play to the audience when you're doing a live show too. Oh yeah. So you don't so let it, those moments it, happen. So it yeah. feels like you can't help but feel like kind of a little bit of a dick, almost. Like, I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't you say yeah, like I, I, like yeah. when you want to be sincere with, which is one of our goals, to and respectful towards people that are coming to you um, with you know, serious questions, and we admittedly have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, but at least we want to be respectful. It changes when there's an audience, when there's a feed, when there's feedback. It, it, because you'll hear an ooh or a laugh, right, and, it, and right. it actually puts people in their heads. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, we don't have that problem with our show, but I can only imagine that you would feel self-conscious. Yeah, yeah, and, and I just don't want to make Do you cut stuff people... out a bunch in your show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sim I mean, told me that it's mostly me. No, come on. Uh, yeah, you did. That's come not. On. That's not it's true. So true. <laughs> you did, but yeah. I mean, but by the way, but but I think that that's part of having a good show. I mean, because you like if you forget that the mics are there and you forget what you're that you shouldn't say this thing. You know, it's <laughs> it's good. I think but it's hard. Good. I mean, with a live show, you're always aware of the audience, which is cuts, always yeah. tough. And for our show, it's really difficult to have that intimacy when you're when you're just you're just you almost need to do a different format for a live yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like, and I, I think that would be actually really well received. It's like your live shows are other. I you can know, tell it's you, like, yeah. yeah, in the same vein, but other. You know, our live shows don't perform well download wise. Yeah, they never do. And but don't you think that that's part of like the um, format just in general like you want yeah. like hearing the audience makes you feel like you're not there with you that you're not sitting there with, yeah. with I, we, I, we get feedback where people are like oh, less live shows more studio yeah, shows yeah exactly and, I, and I, I don't disagree with them I like doing studio shows I don't like listening to live shows as, yeah. a, as a consumer I don't like listening to them at all I know that all of our live shows have been received very well by the audience right they have a great time you know because, right yeah but, but you know I don't know how much of it is are they enjoying the show or are they just happy to be in the room with us or with Anna, I should say? It's, it's, um, so I, I'm not sure where, what, what, what it is. I love, some of my favorite podcasts are, um, you know, This American Life, Snap Judgment, and The Moth. But the thing that bought, like, the, the reason why The Moth is kind of third on the list a little bit is because of the audience factor. Like, I love the intimacy of storytelling. Um, without hearing, it's like a TV show with a laugh track or without a laugh track, and there's certain benefits. But, but no, yes, there, there yeah, are certain benefits yeah. to certain shows. Yeah. It's like it's two different things, yeah. like, and I think, and there are homes for both of those things. But it is, but you couldn't, you would never want to do like, um, you would never really want to do like Arrested Development in front of a live studio audience. You're not going to get the yeah. same jokes. It's not the show for a live studio audience. But knowing that. And knowing, I think our show walks this like fine line because it is like a communal kind of like we're in it and the audience plays a part and they're last, but it's like, but it's a, it is a fine line and not all shows can bridge that gap. Um, So I want to get into ads. This is rude of me. Oh yeah. Who's texting you? Who's texting you? Your fiance. Oh Oh my gosh. Doesn't you know he's teaching right now? He's teaching. 
I said, I love you. Sim and I are monologuing about you with so much love. Well, you wrote that to her. Yes. And she said, aw, so nice. I'm (laughs) I'm marrying them. I'm very proud. That's going to be exciting. That's a lot of pressure. Is it? Fuck you. <laughs> no, there's no pressure. Wait, you think I can't handle it? I'm just saying it's a lot of pressure. It's something, can you, can you handle it? Yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, now uh. you think you can, but get there, and that's going to be pretty nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, what makes a good... We're going to get into talking about um, ads and what makes a good host-read ad, because I don't think any of you guys want to do this for free or as a hobby. You know, eventually you guys want to get paid. But you should. That's yeah, uh, that's my thing. That's how we you started, should dude. not think about that's like you right. should not think about that end result. Like if you're coming you at know, you're right, you're right. And, and I, then, I yeah. agree. I, yes, you and have eventually, to love it. Yes. you have to love. It. But if it's something that's great and people are resonating, you're gonna you they will approach you. Yes, and they're going to say yes, we love the show. 100%. We want. And but here's the thing, though, you still need to convert on those ads. Even if they love the show, there are so many shows that I know this because I talk to my ad rep every single day for an hour, and wow, he's got some of the biggest shows. Sorry? This is an intense relationship it's every day intense. for an hour. I take this shit I'm very talking to my seriously. wife every day for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has some of the biggest shows that you guys have heard of that he has trouble selling because they don't convert. Some of the bigger names that you... Well, here's the thing, right? In my opinion about ads, and I take this from Howard Stern, and and if you, if you have a chance to listen to him, it's a great example of it too. Yeah. But you have to, for lack of a better term, and forgive my language, like give a shit. It's like these people are paying... To be on your show. So if you're in that situation, sell it. Like you yes. gotta sell it. You have to want to be there. And I feel like the person who I love who does an ad is uh, Katrina Longworth. She does uh, You Must Remember This. And she did an ad for Audible. I've heard so many ads for Audible. I've done so many ads for Audible. She made me listen to an ad for Audible. Probably getting the same exact copy that I yeah. get. And I was like, Ah, Audible is good. Like I literally thought yeah, to myself, no, like, totally. Audible is pretty amazing. What was, I, I'm a big fan of that podcast, but yeah. what, what did she do? She just, it's within her voice. And that's the other thing too. It's within her voice. She just told this tale about like, and if you're listening to the show, you're in this zone and she's like, you know, Audible is this great thing and here's the books and we did this thing and I just heard this book and here's it. She's telling you, yeah. she's leading you down a path to something. But you trust her. You trust you, you her. Do. You, that's, uh, yes. that's that's when ads convert. The reason Anna is converting is is because they trust her. They when she says she endorses something, that's an endorsement because well, she's built up this relationship for so long. And the same thing with well, and I say this to my audience a lot, not all the time, but a lot. I go, if you like this show, you like the fact that it's free, put this address in your browser. And just go there. If you buy something, great. But just at least show them that show you them that visited. you that you like, exactly. And, you, yes. And and like and and that's if that's what I'm asking of you, the audience who's getting a free podcast, like right. Then that, at least do me that solid. Like and and that's the commerce of it. And people are like, oh. like sometimes people are like, dude, oh, skip your ads. I'm like. Well, go fuck yourself because, like, honestly, like that's like that's like the reason why this is free for you. Like, I'm not asking you to listen to ads. I skip ads too, but uh, but um, if you make them interesting, I think you'll have fun. I mean, my ads go off the rails like ninety percent. All right. Of the so time. speaking of which, so what, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play two different ads. Now, here's the thing about ad reads: the the sponsors who, if they can afford your podcast and you're lucky enough that they're paying you money. Show them the respect and give them a, a fresh read every time. There's so many podcasts I can't. Oh, well, I want you to hear this. All right, okay, all right, all right. Well, she's got to go pee. 
You'll filibuster until she comes back. <sighs> but I want to. I was gonna play. I was gonna, you, all right, fine. Go pee. Go pee. Hurry up. All right, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. Hold that thought. I'll, I'll, yeah. So hurry up. Hurry up, and they'll talk about this. But the here's the thing. The with with ad reads, you just have to remember that that you it needs to be memorable because there's so many people that are. It's part of the show. Yes. Like ultimately, exactly. it's part of the show. So tonally, it should feel part of the show. It right. shouldn't feel like someone's putting a gun to your head and making you read this ad copy. And I feel like there's a lot of people who can't do that. And it's like I for me. Our show, it's super conversational. It'll go on tangents. Like I did one the whole show where I just sang ads. Like and it, like yeah. no one told me to sing ads, but it's like I think also what you're doing is having a good relationship. I I don't talk to my ad salespeople at all. I don't <laughs> know if we're converting. I think we do good, but it's like but I think also if you're selling it, they're also on board with it too. Yes. Because I think the whole idea is you're trying to get people not to fast forward through the thing. And, exactly. and maybe they'll hear something funny or maybe you'll drop in something. The only ad person that we ever lost was Stamps.com for me uh, because I talked to them about going to the post office and then accidentally murdering somebody on the way to the post office, like, we don't condone murder. Okay, well, and I was like, all right. And then they pulled their ads. We're an unqualified show. So when we do a host red ad, for example, we did one with Audible. And I, and, I, and I opened with, and I said, Anna, you know what my newest obsession is? And it is Audible. It really is. Because I listen to Audible every night. I, read, every, I, I listen, listen to it a book lot. Before I go to bed. I said, Anna, do you know what my obsession is? And she said, without missing a beat, pussy. And then like for the next five minutes, I'm trying to get through the read and we're having fun with it. But people remember that. And I also say to these people too, give your audience something. And I think like, right. Blue Apron is a perfect example of that. They'll give you like three meals for free. And I totally, I, yeah, and you know, I say that to Anna all the time. Yeah. You know, and like there are people like Audible is a, is a sponsor of us and we love Audible. Uh, but there is a thing about them where I'm like, it's so overly saturated at this point. Like if you've You've probably used your free Audible download. Do you have a question? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just have a logistics question. Yeah. Do you guys read your ads in live shows too? No. I do it all offline, yeah. yeah. I, I toyed with that, but then I was like, yeah, they're already paying money to come here. Right. They don't need to watch me. But the beauty of podcasting is that you can edit it in and people will accept it. Yeah. Like right now, for example, we're, we're going to do an ad read and, and I'm going to introduce it. It's in the middle of an episode we're doing with Jack Johnson. And out of the blue, you're going to hear me, Paul Shear, and and um, and, and Anna. If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> but it's okay because I'll introduce it in between like, the segments. I will there'll be a musical interlude. Then I'm going to come in, and then we're going to do our ad, and we're going to introduce you guys. You guys will say something, but we'll make it fun. We're we're creating the atmosphere, and and people will forgive us. Yes. Are they paying for like the amount of time, or are they just paying you to mention it? They're paying you for how many people listen to your podcast ultimately and so you know you are i think required to do like a 45 second ad 45 to 60 yeah. but we always go over we always go over too it's like yeah it's a, it, but um so yeah and then and then there's the whole thing of like do, do people actually use your codes and all that sort right, of stuff right right so i mean the, the the bigger your audience it doesn't really matter how big your audience is it really also matters who your audience is and are they buying is it the right demo because there are bigger podcasts than ours that don't make nearly as much money as we do so it's it really depends on who your audience is and if they're actually are a buying and audience. i will also say one of the cool things is and who cares about this ultimately at the end of the day but Finding the right sponsors for you. I know totally. that Midroll does a thing a lot of the times where they'll send out like a survey. And that's and I beg our audience to do it because I'm like, if you don't want to hear me talk about some place that's going to send you clothes, 
like for $150 a box because you can't afford that. Then fill out the survey and we'll give you like things that actually are to your interest. I'm going to play two different versions of Squarespace that was read on How Did This Get Made by Paul. The copy is always the fucking same. The same it's exact what copy. you do with the copy is what matters. And by the way, week after week, I have the same Squarespace ads right. every single week. Let's listen to both of them. I love this. Something I never listen to my podcast, and I never... Today's show is supported by our good friends at Squarespace. Here's the deal, people. If you need a portfolio, if you need a store, if you need a blog, Squarespace is going to give you everything you need to make your next move into a reality. But listen to this. Not a shitty reality, like a reality that actually looks good. How many people have you known that has designed their own websites and nothing works and it looks like shit? Web is always changing. Squarespace is right there with you, and they have beautiful design templates that can get you off on the information superhighway immediately. It's like going to a car rental place and they're giving you a Ferrari, okay? Not some junky Kia. Here's the deal, people. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code BONKERS. Get 10% off your first purchase. B-O-N-K-E-R-S. Because they don't think that you know how to spell bonkers. Also, today's sponsor is our good friends at Delta okay. Airlines. So that, that's uh-huh. Squarespace. That's the first Squarespace. Now listen to... Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the same guy. Oh, yeah. With the help of Squarespace, you can just tackle your next move. And it may not even be as difficult as it seems. <laughs> I mean, whether you're hoping of starting a new business or changing careers <laughs> or launching a new creative project squarespace will give you the ability to create an online platform to make your next big idea known to the world start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code bonkers that's b-o-n-k-e-r-s to get 10 percent off your first purchase all right so same ad but they're memorable right you, yes. you guys are, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to open up to questions now, and then Anna is going to leave. He's going to hang out for a little bit and, and help us with, with your projects. So let's get, let's, we're time for, let's do three questions. So I know that you do, I like recognize you. Okay, yeah. Were you on 30 Rock? Or? I did do 30 Rock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your question? No. Right. I know you do like a lot of different like right. Podcasting included, and that's like your main thing right now. Not really. No. Yeah. It's like it's. I know you can always like choose a favorite, but like, what's like your? What do you do? Like, spend most of your time doing like career-wise? Is it acting? Is it- yeah, probably acting and like writing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. Did you guys ever see the league? I fucking love that oh, show. Yeah. 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 All right. Yes. Who else? So. Is it like ever acceptable for us to reach out to people who we think, like for advertisers who we think would be like good for yeah. our audience? Yeah, absolutely, of course. Sure. But I, I, but I think what you have no, to do... No, not for up and running, no. But I think what you have to do, though, is you have to give them a reason, an incentive to... And, like, and again, to go back to that Rich Summer podcast, so like Rich is doing this thing about board games. There's a lot of smaller board game companies that are like, oh, they're not going to do ad buys like uh, Blue Apron or something like that, but they're going to do ad buys that are going to be like, very, like you could probably talk to the owner of a, a small board game company who could give you a couple hundred bucks and you do an ad and it's, it's a really like synergistic way. You don't have to go just for like the big dogs like Pepsi and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can conversationally like put this in, um, but if you're doing an audio drama, like how, what is your like, how do you make it memorable without just being like super straight at the beginning? Great question, by the way. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think that that's a tricky. I think it's a tricky thing. It's, uh, you know, we wrestled with that a lot. Like, I, you know, I think that when we were launching like the um, the blacklist thing, we were releasing all of them like together as like a, a like a bingey thing, so you could like you don't have to wait week to week. I I don't know. I mean, we spent a lot of energy on like production values. It's you know, and and then we did wraparounds, so you can kind of get it like somebody like to like almost like a masterpiece theater like lead you in and kind of give you a, a tone, right? Is that, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the I most popular um, audio dramas right now they're they're weaving in the characters into the ads. They're kind of they're they're figuring out a creative way to use sound design, to use music, to use elements of the actual audio drama, t- and to put it into a, an ad that kind of makes sense for it. Whether it's poking fun at everything, so people know it's an ad, or it's something that's kind of in the in this in the exact world. But if you can find like an organic, seamless way to kind of incorporate everything, there are creative ways to do that. But you guys are in a great group. I have no, I have I have faith in you guys. You guys will figure it out for sure. Who else? Uh, I mean, this is kind of just like a vague question, but like, do you have any tips for people who want to do like comedic or improv-based podcasts? Like, what makes those? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's like like we were saying like I don't think there's any pure recipe for success because I feel like we've seen a lot of people like there's a show that's really funny it's called like Hollywood Handbook and they are it's like a super like insidery I like that show yeah yeah it's super but they were having like no no one was kind of listening and then all of a sudden they this gigantic explosion of listeners and it, it I think it was just like they just kept on doing it and they didn't like. They weren't letting anything kind of dissuade them. I, I don't know. I think people catch on and and fans of those things. You know, for us, one of the biggest things that ever happened to us was like we put Kevin Smith on one of our episodes and his audience found him and then he brought over an audience. So I think a yeah. lot of the times like when I just did off book podcast, which is like a musical improv podcast, super fun. And they were like, but they were like, oh, well, hopefully you'll talk about that and then we'll come over here. Like, so I think sometimes we can like sucker people in that other people like it will help but i i feel like uh you know and then just creating a good product i mean it's like it's it's hard because it's like there's really good improv podcasts that don't go and, I mean, and, and improv for humans it's got the best imp- i mean matt besser yeah. is the king of improv right? yeah. isn't he like the yeah yeah but it's like but you got to find an in that makes it interesting i think like off book podcast came on and just went crazy out of the park because it was like a very simple idea to get like just straight improv on the radio, like on the radio and the podcast is like, it's a little bit harder. It's a little like, what is this? And, you know, doing like characters on something, it's a little bit easier to get like, but it's right. also letting your audience like not jump in at any point. Like I just did this, um, womp it up podcast and like super fun, but this crazy backstory, you wouldn't listen to episode 17. You'd have to start from the beginning. So that's a tricky thing too, but I don't think that let it dissuade you at all. And that's another question. It's like, is a pre-roll better or a mid-roll better? What works better for you? I don't know. I have to do them both. So, I mean, I like as a listener, I'm hitting my jump on yeah. my my app. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, but I catch. Are you are you of- jumping on the pre-roll immediately? Yeah. So that's why a lot of people will say mid rolls are more valuable. All right, Anna is the leaf. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you, you so much. Good to see you. Uh, I love I'll you guys. See you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, we'll do one more question, then we're gonna then we're gonna quickly do the uh, right. go arounds. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Um, but, bye. Bye, Anna. But uh, a lot of advertisers prefer mid-roll because they feel like you're already into the podcast and you can just start to to listen in and you you're and if you're already I would into buy it, that then mid-roll is better than pre-roll. Yeah. Because yeah. pre-roll, I mean, I remember like listening to Mark Marin and it was like, oh boy, let me just get past this thing at the top. Yeah. Can I say one other yes, thing? Yes, of course. I think the future of podcasting 
is in shorter podcasts. I think that there's a, it's an abundance of podcasts that are long and people feel it's like where you feel about Netflix, you have that anxiety. And I've been listening to this podcast um, every day now. It's a half an hour, but it's like, it's great. It's like, it's, like it's one trip from my front door to the, where I'm going. And I think that I feel like there is a future in that is like in pulling it back because people want to listen to more stuff, but they feel encumbered by so like, oh, I got to do this. But sometimes you have to have over 45 minutes to yes. get a certain ad thing. Of course. But uh, when I did like a mini series one time, it was really well downloaded because they were like only four minute episodes, you know, but it, I don't yeah. know if that's like good for right. advertisers. Right. It's probably not good for advertisers, yeah. but yeah, but it's great for as far as consuming it goes. Yeah. But by the way, let's give a hand to Paul Shear for coming out here for us. So much.